Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems. But getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit. And hello, Ben. And indeed, hello, everybody. How are you all doing? Hello, everybody out there. Uh, we are joined today by a very, very special guest. Uh, Chris Mayo is an actor, comedian, writer, content creator, and the brains behind Big Fat Cult, which has now amassed 65,000 followers on TikTok. Go and follow his account, please. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the show. Hello, Chris. Thank you very much, guys. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for uh, inviting me on. Uh, no pro- how is no everyone? problem at all. We're yeah, good. We're well, good. Thank you. We were saying just where we started, it's very nice to see you um, from the comfort of our own homes when we can hear properly without having to lean like inches from your face because we're in a very loud cinema for you. Yeah. It was uh, lovely to meet you guys uh, at Fright Fest, but um, yeah, what I can remember of the conversation is is minimal. <laughs> it's like, oh, Hello? It was... oh, it's you. <laughs> it was like stressful, busy. I was running entirely on caffeine and pick and mix. So um, yeah, no, it's nice, nice to see you guys in uh, and more controlled running, environments. Definitely. And if you're running on only pick and mix, a very expensive business if you purchase it from the cinema, right? It is, yeah. I didn't think it through. Day two, I was into the overdraft. (laughs) I think living on cinema pick and mix, arguably, it's more cost effective to just buy cocaine and gold and just be living off that. Yeah, Yeah. it's it's hard to get the brand deals, though, when that's your modus operandi. I know, but... Then again, the core product probably has a greater resale. But then again, people people probably pay a pretty penny pick and mix out the front. They definitely do. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, if you're addicted to something, flumps is probably the way to go, right? Mm, retro. Retro. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Do they flump. still make flumps? Oh, hell yeah. They do. But they're like in, individually packaged long ones now you get. £4.50. That, yeah, either that or <laughs> probably entirely keeping the not on the high street market afloat, right? You know, put them in little glass jars, put a little ribbon around the top. Personalised, personalised yeah. flump. 
personalized flump. I like it with your name somehow in the in the marshmallow. Don't know how that would work, but I'll go for it. Uh, Welcome to you... the Products and Marketing Podcast, a podcast where. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you did enjoy Fright Fest, didn't you, Chris? You had a good time. I did. Yes. Um, it was I, the first time I've done it as a sort of as a uh, a business venture, I suppose, going as a content person. So um, it was a little intense running around interviewing people and trying to see as many films as possible and have mm. a sort of content brain on and then go home after 12 hours and then try and edit stuff and get it up the next morning. And it, so it was, yeah, it was, but no, it was great. Um, met lots of nice people that I chat to on email, people that I had met before, hadn't met before. Um, saw a very wide cross-section of stuff from all levels uh, so yeah, no, it was it was really good fun. How about you guys? Yeah, I had a brilliant time. I think I'm still there's still a couple of films that I'm now really eagerly wait just because sometimes they clash, right? You have to make a choice, or we didn't get the yeah. seats for both of them. So there's still a couple of films I'm really eagerly watching out for coming mm. coming to other places where I can watch them as the year comes along. Mm. Really lovely to meet loads of people. Really lovely for us. It was the first live event we've covered we're what over 300 deep on doing episodes like this but this was our first real out and about cameras mics filming things yeah. live um, we you had guys some very were on nice it. comments about it so yeah really yeah. really pleased more of that uh once we got the time for it yeah and it was good fun and every time i spotted somebody i was like i know that person from online you, yourself <laughs> included chris made a yeah. beeline made a beeline for you so uh yeah yeah glad- Glad to have caught you then and glad to get you on the show now, which is awesome. Before we um, go on from Fright Fest, Ben, though, like a couple of months after now, so we've got another Fright Fest alumni in there. So, Chris, a couple of months on since the event, are there any of the films that you saw that obviously we're all very excited in the moment and we're thinking, oh, that was great, that was great. Now things have had a little time to settle. You had time to digest a little bit. Are there any films that you're still thinking back on that you think, oh, there, yeah, that was really good? Is there anything threatening your top films of the year list from what you saw this summer? Oh, um, I would say everything was of a high quality. There was nothing like, with no disrespect to uh, the Fright Fest programme over the years, there have been years where the quality has been less good, shall we say, uh, or more varied. This year, I would say the standard was very high mm. consistently. I saw a lot of very good stuff. Um. One of my favourites was Faceless After Dark. That was a very good film with Jenna Cannell from the first Terrifier film. That was a sort of uh, yeah, very... Did you see that? I didn't catch that one. I was you in didn't. something else at the time. That was yeah, a fun sort of intense slasher. Um, that was very good. Uh, my Mother's Eyes was one of the weirder films that I saw that was more... Took me a while to think about afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, one out of my head. Did Did yeah. you see? Was found, you did you see? Did you see Founders Day? Ah, yes, I did. Yeah. And that's that's sort of one that's having a release soon, right? Because I've been seeing people talking yeah. about that on that's TikTok. Right, yeah. I did. Yeah. I thought that was it relevant was to this film because obviously lovely pairing, was... wouldn't it make a lovely pairing? It would make. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I had think... mixed feelings about it, but I thought mm. it was—I thought it was a little bit cheesy, maybe. But it was—it um, had some good moments. 
I think Founders Day. So obviously, 2023 has been quite a big year for slashers, especially like mm. new slashers um, that aren't mm. related to an already existing franchise. Obviously, we've had things like um, Founders Day, which obviously is getting a major release next year. So we could kind of count that as this year. Uh, Thanksgiving, of course, Totally Killer. Uh, it's a Wonderful Knife. Any any that I'm missing there? I, I feel mean, like we certainly have Totally Killer. Very back end of the year holiday festivals uh, slashers yeah. then, which brings me to where we should ask for anyone funding films out there, give us the money I will produce Boo Year's Eve, the <laughs> New Year's Eve slasher film, which is purely based on a title so far, but I, w- I won't disappoint you. <laughs> sold. Yeah, it, it sold. He keeps, he keeps dro- dropping in there. Uh, but that's right. I like Brand it. Brand recognition, like your... Ben. you got to repeat it a few times. Maximize the SEO. That's true. I was, I was kind of just thinking like, I can't remember in recent memory there being so many like new slashes. Um, mm. I mean, if I went last, back and looked into it, the last good one I can remember is probably Happy Death Day or Happy Yeah Death Day Two, Happy Two Death, whatever it was. The, the, those two <laughs> were very good. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, so I'm kind of just thinking like, oh, oh wait, uh, another one, Punch. Um, another. Oh, I like that. Actually, yeah. that was one of my that was one of my surprise ones at the festival. I just really liked it. I thought it was going to be good in a sort of good, bad, slightly rough around the edges way, but I just really thought it was good fun. Yeah, so I, I, I laughed a lot, much. and it was very, very gory, and some great kills as well. Um, very good. The thing I was kind of thinking is that I feel like most slasher movies kind of lose something for me when the reveal happens of a slasher. And I was mm. discussing this. I was discussing this previously. Where I was saying all of these slashers are kind of like who done it slashers, uh, where obviously we do find out who the killer is, and it is a character that we're familiar with throughout the film. Um, is it about time we get a new slasher who isn't just a person in the film? Is it about time we get a new icon, a new slasher icon, new, new Freddy, super- new Jason, a new supernatural slasher icon, possibly? Mm, terrifier perhaps hinted at that okay there we go yeah great yeah that makes got total terrifier sense. 3 which yeah. is going to be a christmas film um yeah <laughs> yeah spiritual paranormal christmas film um yeah. i saw Maybe that's it um, then. yeah i saw slother house the other day oh i've not <laughs> yeah. got around to that yet how is it <laughs> no, me neither. well it, it yeah it is what <laughs> it, it you know imagine I mean, actually, it's worse than you would imagine, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was going to be great, like carnage. It was, I actually had to turn it off three three quarters of the way through. Oh, no. Was... You'll never know how it ends now. Will, will they escape and... the deadly slot? <laughs> it just I'll go got really good. It. I'll go back to it. But it was a real, it was a real paracetamol kind of, you know, stop by halfway and have a little sit down kind of film. <laughs> Need a little break. Yeah. Just give me a break. Yeah, it was a lot to process. Maybe, yeah, maybe Art the Clown is the one then. Because, I mean, I've not been totally blown away by Terrifier 1 and 2, but I feel like in terms of the grand scheme, like in terms of the horror community, they've really gravitated towards Art the Clown, the filmmakers in particular, and the stars as well. So perhaps, mm. yeah, it should be the next step. Um, is there a lot of yeah. Art the Clown costumes this Halloween? A lot of people in them? I did see quite a few on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's have it. You dress up I... Halloween, either of you. Obviously, we're a couple of weeks gone now. But do you have any Halloween uh, costumes that you dressed up as? No. Who you go to from this year's horror? Art the clown seems like the easy one or the good one that you pick up. Iconic characters. Uh, does, it, does it count, Chris, when you dressed up for the little horror TikTok short that you made? 
Um, oh, that was at my work, actually, because I work part time in a horror escape room. So oh, I have okay. access to lots of horror props and bits and bobs. I see. I so see. I filmed that there, which was on Halloween. So there you go. Uh, that yeah. counts as dressing up. Yeah. Yeah. And I wore I wore one of those comedy axes as well, where it looks like you've got an axe through your head, and it's just a hairband. <laughs> um, oh no! But yeah. it only had the image on the front, so people could only see from the front. Otherwise, they would just see a bit of plastic from from behind. Oh, that man's got a bit of plastic in his head. Look out! Still could hurt. <laughs> uh, but now, well, as a horror villain, I don't know who I would. Hmm. I would probably go as. Like Pearl or or something like that. Oh, yeah, that was a good oh, one. Great shout, yeah, definitely. Mm. Especially Old Pearl somebody... or Young Pearl or both. Yeah, uh, well, the more drunk I got, I would tr- gradually yeah. transform into just, um... just put more and more like wrinkles yeah, yeah, yeah. on your outfit as the night goes into on. the uh, into the X Pearl. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't dislike a Who Done It slasher. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying there's been a lot this year and i'm kind of we I feel like we do need a new icon if it's you want, be su- you want more supernatural coming in you need i don't even necessarily need out and out supernatural but just like i like with without the clan the one thing i did like about it is that it's it's not really present and it's just hinted at at the end of terrifier 2 isn't it so mm. that's kind of cool the fact that we don't get an origin story for this character so much either i think that's good I like that. When you say supernatural villain, do you mean aliens with chainsaws or do you mean sort of uh, like possession-y type things? I guess I mean like when I say supernatural, of course, I know out and out Michael Myers isn't out, isn't necessarily um, supernatural, but yeah, could be. Get pushed into um, a metal grinding machine as well as much as any of yeah. us did. Just someone who's like, <laughs> yeah, that them as a killer, that their identity is like a Jason uh, a I mean, face. I think you've uh, you've spoken. You've spoken, Ben. They'll have to hurry up and give us a new Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm not going to argue against that. Did I not see this week that there was a something had been leaked, like some sort of slate from? Is it New Line? Is it New Line? New Line uh, is the Nightmare on Elm Street hmm. studio. Yeah. I swear that I saw someone on Twitter saying a slate had been leaked and a Nightmare on Elm Street was on it. Okay. For the hmm. next couple of years. And we've got crystal. We've got like a Crystal Lake series coming up yep. soon, haven't we? As well, I'm not sure if it's been trailered yet, but we've got posters that are live. But mm, it's prequel okay. series, right? Notice. Isn't it? So it's a lot of, yeah, probably a lot of Pamela Voorhees. Sure. And for fuck's sake, watch my kid, all right? Don't let him drown. Whatever you do, and loads of people going, <laughs> "No, nah, I won't." Stop <laughs> saying it. And don't have any premarital at the end of the series. Who knows? To be looking after little little Jason. Uh, yeah, but I think a whodunit slasher. I, I I think they've still got a lot of a lot of legs. I was definitely definitely enjoyed this, but of course we'll save that for once we uh once we get into the review of the film. Um, I guess we should talk a little bit about uh Big Fat Cult then, Chris. Uh, how did that yeah. come about? How did that start? Um, and yeah, I guess for for listeners who aren't familiar with it, like what what is the gist of it? Um, it started like all great ideas during lockdown after many beers in the afternoon. Oh. Um, it, no, it was a, uh, I actually started it because I wanted to sell off a load of stuff that I had to make uh, a bit of money during lockdown. And I happened to have a lot of cult films and film related stuff. Um, so I start, so I set up an eBay shop. Uh, and gave it the name Big Fat Cult so I could try and 
uh, find a niche of selling cult films and bits and bobs that I had lying around. And then uh, I started during lockdown, I started buying stuff to sell that was within film, TV, uh, horror. And then thought, oh, okay, I could maybe support that by talking about films because there was a lot of comedians I knew that were doing stuff online and a lot of actors. Um, so I just started up a podcast, uh, also called it the same thing, Big Fat Cult Movie Podcast. Uh, that started going quite well and then did a bit of TikTok stuff as well and then kind of decided to keep everything under the same brand and focus on horror, movies, TV, pop culture. Um, and yeah, they're all still running in one guise or another, but um, it ended up being the TikTok stuff that that really took off for me in terms of uh, film reviews and focusing on weird and wonderful movies and more obscure horror and then gradually over the the following months was kind mm. of decided to cover all film really um i think, but I my, think the my first... passion is still the weird the weird and wonderful sorry sorry chris i was just gonna say the first time i stumbled across your account i think it was on a live where you were potentially just saying give me a film and i'll review it or was it something like that it was something like that wasn't it? i remember you being posing in front of um a nice wall of, of movie posters and discussing yes like that. yes i think um yeah, I think it was like, what's your, what's your favorite horror movie, or what's the, what's, what are your favorite weird films? And then yeah. uh, I just got you know, lots of hours of people saying, what do you mean you haven't seen Interstellar? And then um, <laughs> I, I sort of, uh, yeah, uh, call yourself developed. a film expert and you haven't seen this. Is yeah. that what I, there's only so, I've only so many films I can watch. Please. Yeah. Do you find that's a challenge sometimes when you've got someone who is maybe especially when you're interacting in that way and someone brings to you in front of you, like, this is the film. I'd recommend it so much. Do you feel the kind of pressures if you have to come back and either say, oh, I haven't seen that, or worse yet, nice, boring, didn't like it? Yeah, (laughs) TikTok's a weird one because you get the hardcore uh, film fans on both ends of the the Mm. scale, I guess. So you have the really hardcore kind of like arty, world cinema film fans and then you get the marvel and christopher nolan and scorsese sections where the you know they're obsessed with those kind of films and vice versa so there's no pleasing everyone on that scale um hmm. i sort of move around you know I, I love a bit of everything but i would say i've probably seen more of the unusual side of cinema rather than the Hollywood side. Well, so, at least you're lampshading that with the cult thing, right? So you're saying, you know, yeah. you're talking about cult movies and, and yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, it's people have a lot of opinions on the internet, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, you know, because I guess that that's what gets the engagement going is when people are having those those conversations, uh, whether they're agreeing with you or disagreeing with you. Yeah. Um and do I feel free to agree with of- people. Come on, be nice. Yeah, well, yeah. I saw Five Nights at Freddy's and and gave my thoughts on that, and that that sparked a whole a whole oh, yeah. thing with everyone under sixteen. Oh yeah, <laughs> kids today they love a bit of Five Nights at Freddy's. That's their version of mind suddenly goes blank of anything I liked as a child. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> pogs, who remembers Pogs? Oh, pogs. Love pogs. Yeah, love a good Pog. Love a good Slammer. Where's our Pogs movie, guys? Oh, yeah, where can is that you Pogs imagine? Movie? Did anybody have 
the anybody have the Pogs board game? I'm aware I of like it, I, I didn't know how it would game. function. I felt like the only person I don't know what happened. I don't know where my mum got me that from. I had a little like tournament mat, which was yeah. very underused. Yeah. But, Monster um, in my pocket board game. That was that was my that... thing. Monster in my pocket was a big oh. thing for me. I loved that shit. <laughs> When's the when when are pogs coming back? Some of those slammers are brutal as well, weren't they? Sort of like razor edge. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you used yeah. to get some off-brand pogs from the market where they actually were made <laughs> yeah. of metal, so you could brain a kid. <laughs> you could make your own pogs as well, couldn't you? Get the pog maker. Oh, a pog oh. maker and destroy yes, your I comics. Yes, I have one of those. Have one destroy of those. your comic. You have one of those, yeah. You could just yeah, put whatever yeah. you want on it. Put yourself yeah. on a pog. It's probably worth about 10 grand now. Yeah, I'll have to see if I've got it. Knocking about. <laughs> oh, uh, can you imagine if you became a supervillain? <laughs> break into the Louvre with a pog maker. <laughs> <laughs> what, just like... Make Mona Lisa face on a slammer. You've done it. Your name would live forever, Ben. It would. It would. That's. I'll, I'll think about it. Ben Errington, um, Wikipedia, man who turned Mona Lisa into a pog. Into pog. Pogs. There are loads of them. Uh, okay, so horror news for the week. Uh, Fright Fest, we've already discussed, but Fright Fest Glasgow has just been announced for next March. It's going to be March 7th, 8th and 9th uh, at the Glasgow Film Theatre. I'm sure we will be covering that in one way, shape or form. Chris, do you think you'll be doing, doing the same? I would like to. Um, certainly we'll try and cover the programme, whether uh, possibly remotely, but um, I've never been to the, the Glasgow one, so no. it would be a nice excuse to um, go to Scotland for a weekend. Yeah, it's a lovely place. I can recommend it. I've had a bad habit in the last two years of having to be in a different country the weekend this happens but right now there's nothing on the calendar mostly because i haven't got a calendar for next year yet but i'm very quick i can get in there and write it in there super quick write it in there immediately the second you get your calendar for christmas your pogs calendar yeah get yourself on the 7th 8th and 9th of march i'm right <laughs> fright fest glasgow regardless i'll i'm sure i'll be there too andy i'll, I'll make my way there even if i have to start walking if you make it all the way up and you can save yourself hotel costs i'll say this now live you can stay at mine it's all right can i that's yeah. nice. Top and tail? No, you can have your own bed and everything. Oh. <laughs> oh. Well, uh, yeah, so looking forward to that. That's awesome news. Just before, mere hours ago, before we went live, the first look at Robert Eggers' Nosferatu has gone live. Um, Very excited just... about this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, first look, image, courtesy of Empire magazine. And Eggers tells Ampere, it's a scary film. It's a horror movie. It's a gothic horror movie. And I do think that there hasn't been an old school gothic movie that's actually scary in a while. He ain't watching stuff, is he? Uh, and I think that the majority of audience will find this one to be the case. And the image is Lily Rose Depp's character, Ellen, and uh, the shadow of the iconic claws of Count Orlock, played by Bill Skarsgård. Uh I'm I'm glad we've got to finally see something because this has been one where where the more time goes by, I'm like, just give us give us something, just a little crumb of anything, and now we have a crumb, quite a large crumb as well, and an image. I think I've seen a logo as well, and it looks like all the social pages are going live too. It's legitimate. So it's How do we feel? So I'm excited. You're excited for it. I think I think it's going to be good. I hope it doesn't go too North Mini. I hope it goes more witchy than North Mini. Mm. Um, yeah. I hope it goes early Eggers. Um, but I think if one person's going to capture the style, he's a very good choice. Mm. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because when you hear his name and then you hear what sort of film he's going to make, you can kind of picture it already, can't you? Which is good, I think, when you've got a filmmaker like that um, that you know you can rely on. And Bill Skarsgård is going to be... I can't wait to see what he's going to A naturally like. terrifying man. A naturally, a naturally so terrifying... A, a lovely man when you see him not in makeup, but very good at being a terrifying man. Yeah, I hope it's not a CGI Count Orlock. I hope we're not going to get sort of... Um... You know, oh yeah, that would that would suck. It shouldn't be shuffling around like cobweb. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. running up. Which I walls. liked, which I liked, but a lot of uh, a lot of CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, hopefully, with it, with Robert Eggers being involved, it's not going to be CGI heavy. Um, yeah. Just employ real scuttly people to be in your films. Yeah, yeah. long what, nailed can't... actors. <laughs> long nailed actors. Get yourself down the salon. Get your nails sharpened up. Uh, so also in the cast, Willem Dafoe, Nicholas Holt, Emma Corrin, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, and Ralph Einson. Is that how you say his name? The man with the deepest voice. I was his... going to joke that he should narrate the whole thing, but I didn't realise he was going to be in it. <laughs> there we go. He was also... He's... Have He's you guys seen it. The Pope's Exorcist? Yes. yes, on a plane recently. He was the voice, yeah. He was the voice of the uh, demon, which yeah. was very distracting. I just kept thinking he was going to, you know going to some rude it is quip very, about it someone is, in the office. It is very distracting because I always think of Finchie every yeah. time, even though the fact he's had a, a long, illustrious career being in amazing films, I cannot hear anything other than Finchie asking David Brent to, to say, what did you say the president of Cuba was? Frey Bentos. <laughs> Bloody good demon. <laughs> Bloody good demon, that Chris, that uh, Ralph Innocent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if it's narrated by him, hell yeah, I'm up for that. Um, or Defoe. Yeah. Can have a narrate off. It's, yeah, it's going to be, I'm really looking forward to this because I think they've really picked prime territory for a remake of this kind. Because obviously, we've mm. had a big period of films that were big 80s, 90s being remade. And those come with inherent challenges that people will always compare them to the original in their experiences not necessarily comparing them as films but the feeling they had when they first saw this film coming out now mm. you manage to sidestep that very neatly when you remake a film that's over 100 years old because all the people that saw that and have memories of seeing it for the first time when it first came out in the cinemas long dead or at very least not interacting with you on the internet. <laughs> Childhood ruined. Nosferatu <laughs> remade. Childhood ruined. When I was a hundred years old, when I first saw this at the cinemas, blew my little, blew my tiny little <laughs> mind. Now quite safe. There was always talk of it being Willem Dafoe playing Count Orlock, wasn't there? What is the? Because yeah. there's obviously um, a couple. What Willem Dafoe does play Count Orlock in. The um the film of the making of Nosferatu, doesn't he? What is that called? I watched that fairly. I watched the that film. Fairly recently. The what? So yeah. it's a film about the making of Nosferatu. I do recall it, but I couldn't. Tell yeah. The title so Willem Willem Dafoe is Willem Dafoe is playing the um the the actor essentially. Um, oh okay. And it was remade in the seventies as well, wasn't it? Um, Shadow of the Vampire. That there we go. Oh um, uh, yes, which is a good film. It's very strange. Like obviously, it is supposed to be like a um a bio a biopic about Max Schreck, but it's just very right. odd. Yes, it, it's odd in the way that it still paints. It still makes out that Max Schreck is also a vampire. Um, <laughs> we don't know that he wasn't. 
We don't know that he wasn't. Uh, John Malkovich did it as well. Um, yeah, I recommend it. Go, go and check that out as some uh, as a nice little um, starter if you haven't seen it um, before mm. we get the remake of Nosferatu. Uh, okay, other horror news. We've got a prequel. Clearly, they're just snick like going around in the dark trying to what, what franchise haven't we made a prequel for? Oh yes, The Omen. So now we've got a film called The First Omen, which is coming out next April. Uh, when a young American woman is sent to Rome to begin a life of service to the church, she encounters a darkness that causes her to question her own faith and uncovers a terrifying conspiracy that hopes to bring about the birth of evil incarnate. Is that not just the synopsis of The Nun? I've not seen The Nun, but just, is it going to end with it being knocked up by a jackal? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) Yeah. There Consistency, we go. yeah. I say there's not enough bestiality in mainstream cinema. <laughs> I don't know about you. Gotta find, gotta find those gaps in the market, guys. <laughs> oh my god, looking at the cast. Are you ready? Nell Tiger Free. No, Nell Tiger Free. Great name. Uh, Tulfik Barham. Wait, wait, name. wait. Is that her character, Tiger Three, or is that her name? That's the name of the actress, I believe. Uh, It would be great because if she was Tiger Free, I'll be like, Tiger 2. What happened to Tiger 2? Sonia Braga and Ralph Innocent or Einstein. He's also ready in this. Yeah. As the the Jackal. Uh, Bill Nye as well. Interesting. Oh, see what's going to happen is she's going to have a fight with Bill Nye and he's going to be someone from the church. He's going to do that scoffing that he does in Underworld. He's like, (laughs) shushing people. And then they're going to have that thing and there's going to be a big encounter. A face's going to be tested. And then in like a post-credit scene, a bit like that um, Last Kingsman where they like thanos Hitler at the end. <laughs> oh, going, yeah. oh no, oh, my God. he's going to be back. Um, I forgot that happened. But it's going to be like that where she's going to have this big adventure and then she'll be sitting in the bar and then the voice will come in. Looks like you've had a long day. Buy a drink, turn around. It'll be the Jackal with his voice CGI'd in. Red eyes. Perfect. Terrifying. I loved that when they fanos in Hitler because I loved that someone did an edit where it was like a crowd reacting to it as if it was the end of Endgame. So <laughs> Hitler walks onto the screen and everyone started cheering. <laughs> yes, finally! I mean, Adolf. I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll say something for that film, not horror related, but bizarre tasted Thanosing Hitler at the end. Not a bad movie, you know. Deserved more than it got. Came out at a weird time, I guess. Came out at a weird time, it sure did. Uh, I've not seen it, <laughs> but I've seen that clip. So, obviously, The Omen had a sequel with Sam Neill and... Well, it had two sequels, didn't it? Yeah. The Final Conflict. More than, and there, more than 2000, two. 2006 reboot? I don't know. I saw I've seen that. Have I, I seen that? that? I don't think Cat I saw it at the cinema it. when I was a teenager. Oh, wow. See on that bad freshly, boy the omens. Freshly up, finished a pog game and then <laughs> off to the cinema to watch the omen. <laughs> There's no time to argue. We play we're just playing for fun, right? Not for keep scenes. No, 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 just for fun. <laughs> I ain't got time to argue with you about that. I've got to go see the omen. I'm ten minutes late for the omen, two thousand six reboot. See you in a minute. Uh there was also a short lived Damien t- TV series. Don't remember that. <laughs> just about him being a bad lad. Yeah, oh yeah, probably. So. Misunderstood. Trying to do his GCSEs. Yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> pressure you, on um, the boy at that sort of time. Are you the son of the devil? So no, I'm just. There's an omen four. Oh, there is an just, omen four. Where he's just a middle-aged dad trying to do his best and get by, and he's working too much at Christmas time, and he's forgot to get his kid a toy. <laughs> <laughs> 
double men. Uh, okay, last piece of horror news. Moving on very swiftly. Uh, the Last of Us Part Two Remastered is being released on January the nineteenth on PS Five. Uh, Naughty Dog announced this this week. Obviously, The Last of Us Part Two came out right at the tail end of the PS Four, so now they've gone. Actually, we can make it look ever so slightly better and add some nice things in there. There's like a special edition with loads of nice bits and bobs as well. Another 70 um, quid, please. Real life horrors. It is actually going to be about 70 pounds, I think, because the remake of the first one was the same, the remastered version. Um, so yeah, I wonder if they're going to kind of combine this and then we're going to get, are we supposed to be getting the last of Us series two next year? Mm, I think so. As soon as, soon as it's been delayed slightly, is it going to be back end of next year? If not, slightly later. Obviously, writer strikes and actors Pedro, strikes and all these. Pedro things Pascal, Pedro Pascal, apparently going to be Mister Fantastic as well. So maybe he's it's going to be knocked back a little bit. Yeah, ever so busy. Ever so busy. Um, Chris, are you a fan of The Last of Us TV show or games? Uh, I've never played the games, but I did very much enjoy the TV show, and I very much enjoyed um, hardcore gamers losing their minds at all of the, you know, all of the crazy wokeness on the screens. Um, What's that? There's a woman in this. Yeah, <laughs> but that that. Doesn't but no, make I did any, enjoy it. Any... I thought it was very good, very cinematic, um, hmm. and pretty intense. I thought. Yeah, yeah, good, good series. Mm. I mean. Last of Us 2, it, part two, the game is the one where I think people lost their mind about wokeness the most. Um, right. So how that is going to translate into series two of the of the of the series, sorry, series two of the TV show, who knows? But you know, people should just get over it, shouldn't they? And just go, let's just enjoy this very, very well made thing. We are very they lucky should. to be watching a very well made thing and enjoying a well made thing. I didn't get the Last of Us Part One remastered for PS5. Uh, but it does look lovely. So maybe after enough years have passed, I will go back and play that again. Because I think I've played it on like PS3, PS4 remastered, and then, yeah, whatever else. And then, then it would be PS5. It kind of feels crazy. Three different versions of it. Maybe uh, with this time that's passing, I will one day get around to finishing no, the you first, won't. Last of Us, and then the second one. The game that I got with my PS4 during lockdown. <laughs> and the PS4 has turned 10 years old just last this last Don't week. even say me that'll turn the passage to of time. Dust. The passage of time. Uh okay, so the next section of the show will be what we've been watching uh in the last seven days or so. Anything horror or horror adjacent? Anything at all, Chris, that you wanted to, to mention? Doesn't have to be new, can be old as well. Well, I very much enjoyed uh When Evil Lurks. Big yes. fan of that. Um, yes. Saw that a couple of weeks ago, I think. I don't know. How often do you guys do? Have you talked about this already? We have, but we actually owe it a little bit more of a lengthy discussion. We pa- talked about watching it. And we were we were perhaps going to record something a little special, but as there's three of us here right now, why not talk about it? I straight away, when evil lurks, I think mainstream English language releases, much like a lot of the director's previous work, aka Smile looking at you are going to be ripping off lots of the shots and the the scares from it. And I think mm. it's going to be topping a lot of people's most intense horror moments this year as well. Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. um, and it did possession stuff well, which is, you know, hard to do in a original yeah. sense. It was I... very creepy. Mm. The kills and a lot of the gore was so unexpected, just 
people getting torn apart left, right, and center and run over. And uh, it was a lot. It was good. Very graphic. Very graphic, very intense. I think the only thing, maybe the final third of the film for me, I think like the rules established by the movie got a little bit muddled. I was a bit like, I don't really understand necessarily what is happening or what this means. But I think all the work it did before that was great. Um, And yeah, like horrific shocked moments where you knew something terrible was going to happen. As soon as there's, without spoiling anything, as soon as there's a kid on screen, as soon as there's a dog Mm. on screen, you're like, Mm. come on now, please don't make this go the exact way i'm hoping it's not going to and it does pretty much um yeah so yeah did you guys see terrified his other film yeah yeah we did an episode on terrified um about a year or so ago now really really liked it like um picked up a lot from i know that apart from you know reading literal translations in the thing obviously if you were reading it like watching it and understood the language fully you might be able to get more out of it Mm. um because obviously there's cultural differences as well as just what you're reading versus what has been translated but I still found both of them really effective and as I say I saw Smile before I saw Terrified and then the bit with the uh, the woman walking up to the car door I was astounded yeah. when I saw it in Terrified I was like oh this, this film came out this film came out earlier and then it's been entirely lifted for what I think was possibly the most effective scare of that film Mm. Um, and genuinely I think that it's really telling the quality of the director and cinematography that they can make those scenes and those those levels of scares that can then be pretty much lifted for other films like using a well it really really directly referenced from it I would I would suggest like mm. not, not using a directorial technique called, known as copying, but yeah. obviously very he- heavily influenced by having seen that yeah. really effective scare. So I mm. think there'll be a lot of people who are watching this, perhaps releasing some of your big, bold cinema releases where now that has been broached and that has been designed and that has been delivered. I think that will be inspiring a lot of people's uh, storyboarding and, and things like that going forward, particularly the scene that Ben alluded to with uh, that little boy who's given cause to drop his toy car down the stairs ever so suddenly because something terrifying happens. I think it's very effective. And we saw it in one of the short films at Fright Fest as well called Safe. I think you put certain situations together and then Mm. very, very effectively, not just plays on the fact of, you know, this is a scary monster or this is a violent thing that's happening but it plays very effectively with like your your sensibilities and not so much your fears, but your anxieties as just Mm. an adult that's out in the world that's seeing these things happen. I know I can be sitting in a park and if I, despite not having children myself or being responsible for any of them, if I see a kid in in like what looks like a precarious or dangerous situation, even if it just looks like they're going to, trip over and hurt themselves my the you know i'm like all the hairs on my arms are standing on end it's like oh something uncomfortable is going to happen and when you've managed it's to like, weaponize that feeling and put it into a horror movie incredibly effective it's like the opening scene of casualty but feature length where you're just like <laughs> what terrible thing's going to happen what are we going to see what, what am i going to be worried about for the rest of my life yeah yeah pretty much that yeah uh it was very anything good. anything else at all um, is that pretty much it or 
I oh actually I saw the uh, new Norwegian Christmas horror. There's something in the barn last week. Oh yes, I think we've which... got that sch- scheduled for us to see, Andy. Have we? I, mean, I had it on my Christmas list. Films to watch this yeah. Christmas. What did you think? It's um, I liked it. Uh, actually, the embargo was lifted today, so I can talk about Yay. it. Um, Amazing. Exclusive. Exclusive opinion. Uh, yeah. No, I thought it was uh, really fun. It's somewhere between Home Alone and Gremlins, but with Norwegian elves, um, and it's got sort of that American quirky humour with the sort of Nordic backdrop. I really liked it. It's um, probably could have gone a little bit further uh, with some of the, the gore and the, the laughs, but overall it's a solid, solid Christmas horror that I think will be a new kind of staple for a lot of people. It's a good fun, good fun horror. Amazing. Love adding new Christmas horrors to the, to the regular rotation for the years with, it's a wonderful knife and now hopefully this um hopefully i'm gonna watch it this week oh nice yeah that's good i recommend andy anything you've seen this week a couple for you ben i've been working on some series of late because you know it's a bit like a film but you've got to dedicate several more hours so it takes me a little bit of time to catch up with them but I stopped trying to do one episode of one series at a time just for a hot minute, and I finished all of Disney Plus's revival of Goosebumps. You know what? First episode, I was like, oh, is this pitched a bit young and I've got loads of things to watch? But I stuck with it because it was good background watching, and it's incredibly sweet. I think straight away as an entry into horror, I think it's got a really nice touch. It's got enough of the old things that were around when we were younger, playing with our pogs and so on, when when Goosebumps was first out. Lots of it influenced by, I would say, the early books and season one of the television series, but aged up appropriately. They've given a little bit more stakes, made a bit more serious, but at the same time, genuinely, it's quite funny. It's quite... the, The writing is quite amusing. Justin Long is great in it. He's... Obviously, Justin Long's doing fabulous work in horror and for the things that he does in there he is really good plays kind of a multi-faceted role so he gets to do some some villainy gets to be some a little bit hapless and comedic sometimes but I found myself on a couple of occasions a bit like with today's film in fact where there was just something that was just quite sharply written and quite funny um and I and I really enjoyed some of those like understated moments and just some of those little bits of comedy. It's stupid bits that really get me get me laughing. And they don't like pause and wait for you to laugh and move on. So it's not pitched like a joke. It is just something that is they're saying, and they don't pause and give you a little wink. And it's not in the you know some of the late stage MCU stuff where it's like oh that just happened and you know it's become trite. There's just one little bit like where they're fighting that they're fighting some monsters at some point and they just like land up the other ah back to back like old times it's like what what are you talking about and it's like um i'm just i'm just yes ending you and that it's i liked it it was fun so uh series of 10 it's all on disney plus right now um i think a little bit of homework then i'd love to see someone who it's probably gauged towards opinion so if you want to sit your daughter down and say right 10 hours watch this see what you think i'd love to know someone whose age it's probably pitched at and what they what they make of it i'd love to know if 
young people be... getting into horror find it scary or it's boring it's going to, to get her to watch i'd be lucky to get her to watch one episode uh, let alone <laughs> 10 so you know maybe i could try see what happens i've been trying to get her to watch five nights at freddy's for me with me for the last maybe two weeks still haven't seen it um other than that just else, to Andy? wrap up i've just started a couple of series so now that's out the way I've done the first two of the latest season of Chucky. Made my nice. opinions on the first two seasons. That really clear. I really enjoy it. So started season three. Tell you what, everyone's in ever such a lot of bother because through various contrivances, you'll never guess where Chucky is this time. That's right. It's not a spoiler. It's in the posters. He's living in the White House. He's been he's being looked after by the president's son. <laughs> <laughs> so amazing. Lots of antics go, and it doesn't hold back in the least it is probably because of the way that they've obviously mastered these effects and everything probably gorier than a lot of the films it's really really violent um it's really funny it really doesn't pull back on anything it's mad it's completely like meta and in the weeds and things like that it's really really good so really enjoying that first two episodes of that dan i think they're on mid-season break right now so in terms of actually being out, I think the first half of the season is done and then the second half will be out towards the back end of the year. And then just today, I watched the first episode of Monarch Legacy of Monsters oh. as well. Horror oh, yeah. adjacent, it's got That's monsters on the list. in it. That's on the list. Um, so many things, yeah. It's I'm, good. I'm... It's, it's really good. Like, yeah, um... It looks great. It looks like it's got like a f- the Hollywood movie budget. Yeah. What it? you can say about Apple is they're spending an awful lot of money on the things that they're that they're making. It it feels immediately like they've invested in it and it's expensive. It is pretty mm. much like between the people that are in it and the the budget they put into effects, like yeah, it's it's yeah. really prestige television. It's good. I'm enjoying it and I like Godzilla. So as I can't watch Godzilla minus one yet, despite the fact I saw in the news the other day. It's nailed like a 100% critic rating on Rotten Tomatoes. I can't see it yet because I don't think it has. Certainly not a cinema I've seen. I don't think it's got a UK release yet. I know a friend that's in Japan was gutted that he, it's all over everywhere, but he couldn't find, he doesn't speak Japanese, and he couldn't find a, a screening that had English subtitles on it for him. So I'm looking forward to seeing Godzilla Minus One, but this will keep me Godzilla up until that day. It's going to keep you topped up uh, it is. until that day. Kaiju topped up. Um, I mean, I saw a film this week, but it's not really horror, but I'll mention it briefly anyway. I watched The Killer, the new Dave Fincher film, David Fincher. Uh, don't, don't know if any, it, you see it as well? Yeah, I saw it at the London Film Festival. Oh, you um, did? Oh, sweet. Yes. Um, I kind of liked it. I thought it was, a purpose, it was like a very purposeful thriller. I still feel mm. like it struggled to hit its stride. I wasn't expecting anything like a John Wick or something like that, because I felt like it was very, it was very measured in terms of like the action set pieces and that. I don't know how I felt about the constant narration. I feel like that took me out of certain scenes where I I feel like, I feel like there could have been tension, but the narration, which was very like, it was good narration, you know, it was very well written and like the, 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 the themes and thoughts it was kind of portraying were great. But yeah, it took me out of it a little bit. And I feel like the final third of it kind of just tails off a bit. So not my favorite David Fincher movie. Um, by a long stretch, but Michael Fassbender is is great in pretty much everything, isn't he? So I watch him in in pretty much every and Tilda Swinton, of course. Um, yeah, that was my my favorite. My favorite moments were 
between him and Tilda Swinton. It just yeah. felt a bit like a depressing uh, American psycho, really. Like it had that sort of uh, it rather than his... I'm going to uh, put on my hair gel and all, but I was just like, ah, I'm just going to walk down the fucking street if I have to. Uh, his character life. reminded me of his character in Shame. Like, even though obviously he was addicted yeah. to being yeah. a hit, hit man, he wasn't addicted to sex, but just that kind of like, oh, bloody hell, existence. Yeah, it was very mopey. It was incredibly Stylish mopey. and mopey. Yeah. Sick yeah. of it. Absolutely um, fed up. Yeah. Um, and the only other thing I wanted to mention is I've I've nearly finished. I haven't read it yet, but I'm nearly there. The Rats by James Herbert. My first James Herbert novel. Uh, and I don't know if either of you two have read this, but it's about killer rats. Bloody massive, horrible, Sold. killer, flesh-eating rats in the UK in the 70s, in London in the 70s. Um and it's brutal. And it reminds me of something like, I don't know, maybe like the 80s remake of The Blob, where no one is off limits. Kids are getting slurped off by the rats. Uh, yeah. Dogs are get dogs are getting killed by the rats. That's a bad choice of words. But yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I haven't read The Rats I feel like yet, I, used... I, was, I was watching. I was, I've heard it was a different we... time. It was yeah. a different time. It was a 70s, also, the rats, right? They don't, was a... The rats have completely different <laughs> morals to your eye. We're putting human morality on the yeah. not just Cancels. rats the rats we yeah we can't we can't put them on our you know on our uh, standards my, so that's that was my, bad of me sorry in, in my defense i think me and andy have definitely got to the point where we we you slurped off for pretty much everything apart from what you might think it would be for anyone <laughs> getting anyone getting like taken anyone getting away got and eaten off anyone getting um, got mean slurped off yeah uh, ca- right. cancel culture these rats can't do anything in the 70s they could eat <laughs> they could eat babies they could eat dogs you uh, see that's my that's my introduction to it. i knew you were reading the rats ben but then when we were at uh thought bubble comic convention the, the other weekend I, ben was talking to uh someone came over big horror fan talking about horror novelizations they were talking about the rats together and then the thing they both went to ben was like and eat a baby in like chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> it's what everyone knows it for, you know. What's that? Oh, I wasn't so sure about this, but the rats, it wasn't great. What happened? Well, a baby got eaten in chapter two. Actually, it was great. 10 out of 10. Um, and it's a part of a trilogy as well. The next book is called Lair, which I'm probably going to read next. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's intense. And I'm surprised that like a movie hasn't been made of it. There is a movie called The Rats, but it's like some rats in New York, um, like taking over a, a, it's about a, some rats not what i expected at all it's about some rats and i feel like this one you could tell they're british rats right because they've all got cockney accents uh and they're all hard working <laughs> they're all nails mm. um but yeah i recommend that james herbert is always one of his authors that i've for some reason never read anything of his but now i'm gonna hunt down some more of his work um definitely well, eating babies uh, in chapter two of the first book of three what they're going to be doing by the end of the third one yeah well, the next I've I've also got a copy of his book, The Fog, which is not related to the John Carpenter Fog. Is it the Fog? It what makes you go mad? It's the Fog, you... which makes you go bloody mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's the Fog that makes you eat babies, mate. It's the fog... turns you into a rat that eats babies. Yeah, that slurps slurps off a baby. Uh, that's me. That's it. Um, <laughs> that's what I've got down for this Apart week. I guess. From of course, the film of the week. Tis the Apart season from... on that. Sometimes it takes us a little while to get there, but we're getting there. The film <laughs> oh, of yeah. the week, which is Thanksgiving. 
which is a 2023 American slasher film directed by Eli Roth, um, based on Roth's mock trailer of the same name from Grindhouse in 2007. How many Grindhouse trailers have we had now? Machete and now made into movies, sorry. Machete and Thanksgiving, is that the only two? Machete, Thanksgiving. Um, I'm st- I still want werewolf, one more, isn't women, werewolf Women of the SS. I want that more than anything. Oh, wait, Hobo with a Shotgun as well. That's it, Hobo with a Shotgun. Uh, There's the yes. with a shotgun yeah. So we've got Werewolf Women of the SS to go and don't feature don't. Emily Booth. Yes, come on, Emily. Um, the film we've starred... had Nope, so, you know, don't yeah, feels true. like a... That's kind of similar. Prequel. <laughs> yeah. The film stars Patrick Dempsey, Addison Ray. Milo Mannheim, Jalen Thomas Brooks, and the synopsis is, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, not that Plymouth, Massachusetts, the birthplace of the infamous holiday. There we go. So, in terms of ratings so far, it's only just been released, but 7.1 on IMDb, on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% critic score, 78% audience score, 3.4 3.4 on Letterboxd and some choice reviews for us to discuss. Cinema Joe says, very clearly inspired by the classics of the past, but instead of being a boring derivative like so many of its modern peers, it has a ferocious and hilarious personality of its own. Four stars. Uh, Matt ne- Neglia says, Thanksgiving is so aggressively over the top, but at least it knows and embraces it. Eli Roth's slasher film features some of the most gruesome and hilarious kills of the year. Three stars. Uh, and Carmen says, you know, a slasher movie is going to be good where they introduce 20 plus characters in the first 10 minutes. Four and a half stars. Jesus, that's a high, uh, high, ra- high rank in there. Yeah, I was kind of thinking that when they were induce- introducing so many characters. And I think it's good when they introduce so many characters and within the first line or so, you're like, can't wait for that person to die. Oh, they do some heavy lifting in the opening scenes. Going, oh, God, I hope loads of you die immediately. <laughs> Like between them, like, well, we'll get to it in a minute, but like parking in the disabled bay and then just being real bad blokes and like petty things, which I think as a British person will cross the cultural bar- barriers here. Because obviously we don't have Thanksgiving in November in this country for overseas listeners. Uh, we're not thankful for anything. We have uh, our November holiday is the time we burned to death that man who failed to kill the king that day um like 300 years ago um but otherwise that otherwise no no november holidays for us really no but burn to death a a guy do do you guys have penny a penny for a guy growing up Mm. yeah yeah around say penny for the guy yeah usually outside uh, a large supermarket that's exactly i've seen it i saw it merely like whenever it was like a couple of weeks ago couldn't believe it's still going or penny for the guy yeah i do that all day there ben Got that old quite a scam, lot of pennies, haven't you? Begging that old scam. Yeah. Well, what am I getting in return here? Just giving you a penny for <laughs> having made a guy. And uh, this guy, which I saw, um, was a teddy bear in like a pillowcase, and they just stuffed the pillowcase with clothes, and it just looked hard. It was a monstrosity. What's <laughs> right? It wants to be a monstrosity. Well, once you get outside the M25, they they really start to tail off with the quality of the guys. I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't see any teddy bears in pillowcases. They're all crocheted. They're all crocheted around South London. <laughs> lifelike effigies in South London got that like real <laughs> yeah. uncanny valley. It was like, an actual AI guy. Skin. They actually set a guy on fire around, around yeah. my way. Good. And he was grateful for it. <laughs> yeah. 
grateful Price for the heat in these days. Time of the year. Glad to be set <laughs> yeah. on fire. Weather's turning. Bloody middle class guys. Jesus, with their <laughs> avocado toast. You know, and, you know uh... what they say, though, Ben? You know, yeah. give a man a fire, it'll be warm for an evening. Set yeah. a man on fire, it'll be warm for the rest of his life. <laughs> which there we is go. Thanksgiving. Tw- which is 20 to 30 seconds, I believe. Yeah. But yeah, um, so Thanksgiving it is. So that's our holiday. But meanwhile, in America, they yeah. uh, they celebrate something a little bit different. Thanksgiving, and they celebrate it by a poor bloke in a house full of people having a lovely dinner with 20 or so introduced characters being pissed off because he's got to go into work because some horrible business owner, some capitalist, has made him open the shop for Black yeah. Friday a day early. Horrible. I always... I was getting a bit confused by Thanksgiving, and maybe I should pay more attention. But I'm just like, they're just having Christmas dinner, aren't they? What's the difference? It's the same exact dinner, except more pumpkin pie, I guess. Yeah, is that mm-hmm. it? Why can't and, they mix uh, it up a, a bit, a bit more? Cauliflower cheese is that a thing? Yeah, that a sweet potatoes thing? that have actually got marshmallow in them. Yams. Is that legit? I feel like you've made no, that. For is real. That... I've, and I've been to the US around Thanksgiving, and I had that. Everyone bought a plate of stuff into my office. Tell you what. Unusual choice. Is this the second week in a row? Nice, is this the second week in a row we've talked about? We've definitely <laughs> spoke about those sweet potatoes. Sweet potato really and marshmallows again. That feels like a fever dream. No, it's it's a real thing <laughs> that happens. It's nice. It's nice. It's nice. Incredibly Cheese, bad grits for you. and corn pudding. Yeah, apparently. Okay. Okay. Cranberry sauce, obviously, for days. They have yeah. to have more turkey there, though, because human flesh. They've got more turkeys over there. It's not on that. the traditional list, apparently. Yeah. That's optional. But I tell you okay. what, though, all credit to Badman Thanksgiving. That looked pretty delicious, actually. <laughs> what, I mean, mor- morally repugnant, but I don't know if it that did. Made, it looked, I gagged it, a little bit at that. It, it looked a bit. The scene. It looked a bit stringy. Oh, if it was just it? have a taste of that. I reckon it looked alright. I've eaten worse at school dinners. All right, Hannibal. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> they weren't serving that at school dinners too expensive, no, not cost effective um, in terms of the cast Patrick Dempsey is Sheriff Eric Newland um, and then it's just like loads and loads of people playing a group of kids um, who piss off the, the Thanksgiving men um, and then various other people who have also gotten the wrong side of him based on how they behaved at Black Friday sale and we've all seen videos of it going crazy in the US I don't think it ever goes quite as crazy in the UK um, because we have but... queuing over here you just queue up nicely go in I mean people are getting bad over here I know friends that work in retail they will have people queued up outside the day before the you know the january or the boxing day sales or whatever it is that they start yeah and we have black friday over here now as well certainly i get enough emails about it my goodness but um (laughs) we don't have people outside the shops in furious riot gear getting ready to go for it that's pretty nuts because you're like but just get online, isn't it? How desperate can you be? Can you be for a waffle iron? But you know, the, those savings, they can really yeah. get you. Um, in terms of how this is in comparison to the trailer from Grindhouse, obviously the trailer made the film. The film was a bit more silly and and pulpy, I guess. Well, of course, this this film is silly, but it feels like it feels it is a much more modern era slasher with like the kind of brutality of the kills it feels like that's that's the next stage for for slashers to go is like we want the kills to be even more 
brutal and horrible and and sort of like in bad taste, I guess. Yeah, but there, yeah, were, I was, there, but there were some good kills. Sorry, go on. I was thinking it was going to go more down the kind of grimy, uh, video nasty kind of feel, and it was a bit more. It was a bit more slapstick in places, and it was very knowing, and I thought it was very well done, and the gore was yeah. pretty shocking in places, but you, you never felt in real kind of danger at any point watching it. It felt very, um, still had that kind of shiny, shiny, yeah. fresh, modern feel to it. Like, yeah. well lit, everyone looks everyone looks very nice when they're not being well, everyone, Everyone's incredibly attractive in this film, aren't they, pretty much, uh, which, you know. Often can take you out of it somewhat. Uh, get some, get some mingers in there. That's what I say. Come on, just a few, just a handful. You know, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, just I'll just for a bit of background color. But yeah, everyone there is very handsome. But we begin then with quite an intensive scene. So basically, we have a very very brief introduction to loads of characters. But then the store's going to open. The store manager's having to go in. Because there's only two security guards, and basically everyone on like the crowd barrier outside getting ready for this Black Friday sale is just taking it in turns to say variants on no fuck you uh to each other. Um yeah. but then what those this, what this film seems what's what this scene seems to do is establish like a motive for like about half a dozen people. Yeah. Um which is good. I think that's good. Um and it also kind of felt to me, it felt like a final destination sort of opening sequence as well, where mm. you're kinda of like yeah. you knew something terrible was gonna happen, that some people are probably gonna die. Um and you're kinda of keeping an eye out for certain characters to see whether they will like live or die. And yeah, they killed off some some characters that perhaps you thought were gonna be bigger parts of this of this film. Um in particular, is it Gina Gershon? Um the, the that, wife, the the, the yeah, the the wife who gets the scalp, scalped the, by a yeah, trolley. Yeah, the mum who's made a lovely Thanksgiving dinner, and then she goes to take in like a bit of turkey to her to her husband, mm. and yeah, horrible no fuck you lady smashes her with a trolley, and then gets a hair stuck in it, and as you say, gives her yeah. a really graphic scalping. Mm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's intense. Obviously, the, the the group of the main group of kids get to go in to the store before um it all kicks off um because the daughter of the uh, one of the characters is the daughter of the owner so they go in everybody kind of kicks off because of that one guy grabs the um bullhorn thing and says let's open let's go um and yeah it kicks off the door gets smashed inwards somebody somebody immediately gets their like throat slit on some broken glass oh i know and then still crawls over to buy a waffle out <laughs> to like <laughs> cradle a waffle out iron in a damning a, de- a deal is a deal yeah you know you know yeah. a, a damning look at consumerism <laughs> um yeah yeah and this mad scene can you imagine though the scenes if just over the way from there look at all the scenes of avarice and uh privilege on show can you imagine if just sat in that car park john kramer jigsaw himself had just been driving past he'd have been <laughs> jotting that down as a list wouldn't he It'd have been right. right. Get and make some traps, mate. You're all screwed. Yeah. Yeah. I almost think, of course, we are going to be spoiling this film uh, throughout, so it might be good for us to... We won't spoil like the actual main twist until we get to it. However, it almost does feel like a lot of people who are getting marked in this first scene um, to be essentially carvered. It feels a bit harsh sometimes with some of them, because it feels like, did they really... 
are are they really to blame? I know some of them are, sure, but others. Um, I was thinking mm. maybe like the security guard who just legged it, the one who ran away when he was completely outnumbered. Yeah, by rioting people. Yeah, but you know, um, I guess once yes. you've gone mad and you've decided you're going to carve a people, then yeah, once you've crossed yeah. that line. In terms of like motive, and again, I'm not going to be spoiling who it is. But in terms of motive, we go very quickly from standard revenge to straight up cannibalism. And <laughs> that jump for me, I was almost like, oh, I'm not sure how I feel about that or whether I entirely believe it. Or whether you've got it was a big industrial, if you've got a big industrial oven as part of your secret base, then yeah. that's going to lead you to a certain to a certain direction, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, but that, if he'd have that... had a mini muffin oven, it might have been a different film, you know. <laughs> yeah, or just, just yeah, had like a what big, a big sewing kit in there. They'd have been turning them all into like teddies or something like that, making guys for pennies. Yeah, the British version. Yeah, a mini muffin. Well, one of those ovens that cooks things with the little light bulb, little red light bulb. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, yeah. You've been there for weeks, <laughs> uh... holding the door over them for three to four hours. I, f- I think that particular scene, and of course we will get to it, but that particular scene um, with the meal and everything was very B-movie, schlocky, and... Mm, probably my favourite scene in the movie. Yeah. Yeah, that um, was very good. Okay, so obviously with everything that happens at Black Friday, we um, there, there's more people who die um, until the, the sheriff fires his gun uh, into the air to sort of stop everybody kicking off. Um, and we get a lovely, a lovely title treatment, a lovely font. Is it the same font as from the trailer? If it, I feel like very similar, yeah, yeah, like the sort of c- cartoony blob. That's blood. a schlocky, Ble- bleeding like, B movie, bleeding, yeah, like scene. And then classic inciting event. And then naturally, one year later. Yeah, so naturally, one year later after the the tragedy of it of course the 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 um the effects of it are being felt throughout the town still one year later right mart is preparing for another sale going hang on a minute i know i know people died last year but profits are very very important um and then mitch who's the husband of amanda who died um is essentially one of the main mouthpieces who's kind of shouting off about that there's a lot of protesters involved saying thanksgiving not thanks buying yeah, which is good. I like that. Um, yeah, and the daughter's kind of a bit strange because her dad has now married the woman that was like uh, the fiance on the scene, right? So now they're they're married. Yeah, doesn't really get on with a doesn't really get on with a stepmom who also is kind of driving the idea that the shop yeah. should be open and they should make lots of money and is kind of again set up as maybe a victim or a potential antagonist character because she's always like inserting herself into conversations and the daughter doesn't appreciate it, doesn't really like it very much. Mm. Her boyfriend got who was like a superstar. Oh yeah, he got baseball like horrible... pitcher gets a really gruesome <laughs> arm break. Yeah. The old the old silicon arm flap. Yeah. Yeah. And he's just um... ghosted her because obviously I guess there's like um, career is is in the mud, so he's just like, right, I'm just gonna vanish off the face of the earth. And I guess this what this film is doing already is just establishing a motives, but also establishing who potentially could be the killer. Um, could be any one of them. 
it could be absolutely sort of who shot Mr. Burns vibe. Yeah, yeah. And even some really good, like completely unconnected wildcard characters, like basically um I like the guy who's selling Boston, the guns. Yeah, Boston Q, who is Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Bostonian Q, who's like, I've got all these gadgets here. Don't you dare, dare tell him you don't know who Black Sabbath are because he'd be absolutely fuming. Oh, he'd be so fucked <laughs> off with you. Yeah, so you've got all these characters that are that are there in the town. So things have moved on. Um but you know, there's still the same same a lot problems. Of new Lots faces of other things are, are not resolved. A lot of new faces in town as well that it's established. Like there's a new um policeman, a new like uh, partner for the sheriff who's kind of turns up and he's like a Serious, big old unit of a man. I kind of wrote him off immediately when we see John Carver because I was like, he's a bit smaller than yeah. than potentially. I was kind of, rather than kind mm. of following the clues to try and work out who it could be motive-based, I was really trying to work out who it could be size-wise. It's like the start of an yeah. episode of Murder, She Wrote. It's like, oh, they've got gloves on. Can't see the hands. <laughs> we'll never know. Um, yeah. And obviously, people, a lot of people are wearing these John Carver masks um, around the town. Classic um, so, Halloween Michael Myers or or like scream moment, isn't it? Where like, yeah. oh no, these masks are readily available. Anyone could be getting one of these. Yeah. Going to be the Halloween that. costume of next year. So yeah, looking Carver's. forward to that. <laughs> uh, Carvettes. The Carvers and the Carvettes. Um, yeah, and... Initially, we see everyone gets like tagged in a social media post with the Thanksgiving table um, with their names around it. I think this is before anybody dies. Um, the, the Instagram account is called The John Carver. Um, and I think everybody oh. writes, writes it off instantly as just a... He's lucky to get that. The John Carver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He, 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 must already... have, he, must have, he must have joined early before he wanted to become a murderer. Yeah. He knew. He knew what was coming. He knew it was happening. Exactly. He did. Very good social media branding. Yeah, he thought, <laughs> right, I'm going to do this because probably one of those discussions, you know, said, oh, if you ever were a serial killer, what would your weapon be? And like, what would you just... He probably had that conversation and thought, right, if I ever go mad and need to take revenge on the people of the town, I reckon I'm going to do it dressed as a pilgrim, a famous pilgrim. And then they he just did a, had he that did a buzz, He did a BuzzFeed quiz in 2005 and... Uh, has finally figured out what is what his purpose is. Oh, yeah. which, which costume based? You know what what olden times costume or character <laughs> from folklore would you be? Oh, John Carver, <laughs> niche. I was. I think as well. Of all the masks, this has got to be one of the worst ones to wear as a killer because you're literally looking through the tiniest little peepholes in the plastic, mm. and I feel like it's got no, yeah. no longevity to it. I feel like you could easily snap that off someone's Well, we face. see, don't we? He's got a big stack of them. He's got a big old stack of them, yeah, just in case he leaves one. He's, got, he's got these He's got these wholesale. He's got himself a pack of 20 because <laughs> when one gets burned because he leaves it on top of that big oven, bad design feature, if you ask me, if you can basically put something on top of there and it and it, and it burned. Don't want your oven getting too hot on the outside, but um, yeah, whenever something goes wrong because he gets hair sprayed in it once, he can probably just... It's got a big stack next and off the pile, no loss. Yeah, <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I haven't really paid attention to the fasteners though, because they're giving them away in this waffle house to begin to begin with. Yeah. Um, is it a classic 
British 90s mask where it's just a little bit of elastic stapled onto either side of the plastic mask or if they I think so it's a risky move he could have exposed himself Scooby-Doo style at any point yeah well, did he but, perhaps have? Because you can see he's got some sort of like a hood on it. The like a hood, balaclava like a, as well. Balaclava as well. I mean, that's part of it. Um, a little snood going on. Um, yeah, and ve- very quickly we're introduced to to this waitress named Lizzie. We kind of saw her in the first scene as well. Um, and she is the first victim of of John Carver. And what do we think yeah. of this this kill? Remind me what what happened. So this was this Chase. is in the diner. Pushed, uh, get a bit of a splash oh, yes, of water, yes, yes. A bit of a bit of a Friday the Thirteenth, like from Jason underwater X shot. Moment. Love yeah. a I thought blowing that, yeah. bubbles yeah. out there, and then yeah, her yeah. wet face is put on thing. Just takes a little bit of skin off, and then he yeah. gets her in a the little bit part. of skin. Yeah, comparative to her entire body. I, just a I bit. kind of thought it was a bit. Person... It was a bit dumb and dumber kind of tongue on the ski pole sort of uh, <laughs> comedy comedy. Uh, twist a roo and then oh no it some horrible stuff actually happens but yeah, yeah. um they, they, i don't know i feel like a few times it, it became a bit cat and mouse and maybe i thought the first kill needed to be a bit more like i thought he was just gonna Surprise, slam got you. The freezer and then bang you're dead but then of course the final moment of the kill is driving her into like a, a dumpster but then she just like splits in half as she ever, very, ever so sharp binlands in in plymouth new hampshire <laughs> Plymouth, Massachusetts. Sorry, the edges that, edge of that dumpster, um, and yeah, and then somehow, if that wasn't difficult enough, lowers the the lower half of her body onto the right mark sign, right on the M. Um, yeah, yeah, not an easy Impaled. move. T- not an easy move at all. No, I can't even begin to fit some sort of pulley system going on, right? Just like the collector last week, Andy. Yeah, probably got him on the phone and said, right. The collector. I've become a obviously had a little chat about, it, but you're not uh you're not sort of spider screamy mask uh and sort of padded face spooky. No, 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 no. I'm dressed as historical character John Carver. Oh, that's all right then. In that case, I will that's give so you some help with some bullies and the like. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know how it's worked out initially. Did they just work out that oh Lizzie was at the Black Friday riot? Does he live like leave like a calling card? Does, I mean, he, he, poked, he, he posts, posts the, picture. the picture of the of the Thanksgiving get together with her there, right? Because he's keeping the top halves. I think he's yeah. shown that. I think mm. he's been quite open about. Yeah, uh, just today's update. I mean, you know, what, Chris, you're what? you're an active live content creator. He's he puts even you a professional in that sense to shame because he is so on it. Updates are very, yeah. very regular. What yeah. are the rules against he's got posting his storyboards dead... all set and yeah, he knows what, what he's the... doing. What are the rules against posting dead bodies on Instagram? I feel like that would been shut down immediately, right? Uh, top half is fine. Yeah, top okay. half is fine. Yeah, I'll make a note as long as there's no suggestive element. Yeah. <laughs> As long as though, as long as any bits that would be covered, as long as there's no modesty, nipple. yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't any post nipple. a dead body with the nipples out. You will get a, you will get a soft ban for that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously this, the this post tags everybody in in it again, and we see the like, just on a murder. Lol. Hashtag all your names. <laughs> <laughs> Tagging everybody as well. Um, and yeah, I think it is initially just we worked out that people who are present at the Black Friday riot um, are being targeted by John Carver. And the footage, the CCTV footage from that night has been deleted. Um, 
Uh, well, we find out pretty quickly that it was the it was the the wife of of the of the owner of the store who deleted it through fear yeah. of some sort of lawsuit, isn't it? She deleted it, and the daughter, who is our main character, sort of said, "Oh, I didn't really stop her, but there are backups that stay on yeah. the system for exactly one year. year, exactly a year." Yeah, we all so, go and have a look. Today's um, so we're coming up fast to that time when they're going to be deleted. So she's kind of left to wrestle with: is she going to help with that in the investigation? Yeah. Um. Bobby returns to Plymouth um, after his arm got broken and he just ghosted. But you know, he's all right. We we I don't feel like we were supposed to to sort of ex, sort of expect it was him involved. But she's got a current boyfriend called Ryan. I just kept thinking, what's she seeing in this guy? Ryan, what a prick! Yeah, a what a prick, but also like a bit of a creep, bit of a douchebag. Um, mm. I know he was try- he was trying to on with her in the early parts of the film, but I was like, what's she seeing this guy? Tell him a do one. Tell him a jog on. That's what I do. Mostly telling people that he's going to be more successful than them in the future. Yeah. What, what so yeah, you're going to park that. my Porsche, mate. Oh, okay. Uh, and what Jessica and Bobby do is basically take the, when they get hold of the footage, they take it to the sheriff, Eric Newland, played by Patrick Dempsey of Grey's Anatomy fame, right? What what horror has he been in a horror movie recently? I kind of uh yes. Google, Google, Google. He has um, been that's up recently. I've never seen uh Grey's Anatomy, but he's been in like two hundred episodes of that or something. Two hundred episodes of it. Oh, he's in Scream Three, Detective Mark Kins. There he is. Scream three, that's the that's the scre- that's not recent, obviously. No, and racing driver, one. American actor and racing driver, an actual racing driver. Yeah, that's what I just yeah. saw. That's crazy. A man of many talents. Um, an enchanted and disenchanted. I'm assuming. Transformers. He's in Ferrari, which is out soon. Doing actual racing driving, I bet. Quite possibly. Uh, quite he's possibly, in the stuff. Yeah. What? He's 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 in the stuff. As underground stuff by her number two, <laughs> his first role. That's the role that set him on the on the path of of being a successful actor. He was in Catholic Boys two. before that, which I assume is a film and not a, a life choice. <laughs> um, either or could be could be either or. <laughs> Meatballs um, three. There oh, you go. Nowhere near as good as Meatballs one and two. No. Um. So yeah, essentially, what what kind of happens is, the John Carver like claims more victims as the the group of kids get tagged in more. I don't want to say kids, but they're bloody adults, aren't they? Um, get tagged in more and more uh, posts of like the bodies. So people who get killed include the right mark security guard guy who ran away, Manny. He's got John Candy energy because he, especially in a yellow coat, he looks like John <laughs> Candy in Home in Home Alone. Although this is where we prove John Carver. Not an entirely bad bloke, because that's true. As he kills the security guard, um, remind me how he how does he get takes his head off with with the wire from behind. Oh, so he he auditions him, doesn't he? He Uses the piano wire to chop off his head, and you think, uh oh, you're a bad bloke, but he's not because he, as he's about to leave, he goes, "Hang on, no one's going to feed this cat, are they?" So then we get a lovely little scene probably my second favourite of the film, where you just see, he's put the biscuits down for the cat and he goes, there, there, pat him on the head. 
not going to kill you. Um, it's suggested at this point, I think, that John Carver is a professional because that kill is very suave. Um, taken off. Can you be suave when you cut off someone's head like that? Maybe not. But that was very professional looking. Um, and then le- later on, grenades, oh. smoke grenades, silencers. Um, yeah. Yeah. Very this possibly. This guy or poor lady know what they're doing. Military background, potentially. Um mm. And obviously we will discuss very, very precise. Yeah. Um, And probably got superhuman strength, it seems. But maybe the mask does that. I feel like that does that for a lot of slasher. I think any any, like masked killer, you're so much more powerful when you have the mask on. Must give you like a like a huge buff to all of your major killing stats. And then you lose it because how many times even even your big hitters, even your absolute A tier guys like your Michael Myers, you get that mask off them. Yeah. Minus two to everything. Real bad. Because I feel like if I walked up behind someone and tried to snap their neck, I'd probably just like do them a bit do them a bit of good rather than any harm. I get I like snap their neck and they oh that's brilliant actually. (laughs) (laughs) Or just oh get off. What are you doing? Get off. Is that is that the third (laughs) is that the third kill at the school have I missed Danny? So the the security guard is the next one that are double at the the school. So we get the security guard and then a the double at the school um, who were from like a, a rival school to, to, to the main characters. Um, and yeah, the the main guy, like the jock guy, gets um, his neck completely turned, gets exorcisted. Yeah. Gets 360, well, actually 180. He gets 180 degrees twisted, um, but he does that on the way to... It's an it's an unusual thing. It's like, hey, what we do at the school? Follow me through this sort of Narnia esque cupboard, <laughs> through yeah. loads and loads of clothes and costumes that are here, to um, just this trampoline area where you can sit on this yeah. ample seating and watch me do a trampoline show in uh, while I try and take my clothes off. But impossible states of undress. I thought so. There's a particular move. She was doing the splits as she was landing. I thought when as soon as that knife came up through the trampoline, but it didn't. It got her in the feet and got her in the hands and then stabbed her. I thought it was, yeah. it was pretty effective though. That was pretty gruesome. I thought. I wondered mm, what was going to happen there because well, she's bounced on the trampoline. Obviously, what's his chops has had his head twisted right off. Um, <laughs> and then what's going to happen there? And then yeah, she got pierced with a spike several times. <laughs> I wanted a moment there where she's going, look, then have a look. I'm just I'm over it. <laughs> Well, don't look over there. <laughs> You're not even watching. <laughs> You're not even watching, you loser. Uh, yeah, she gets spiked many times because obviously that's the problem with the trampoline. Yeah. You go yeah. Up there, you, you, By its very nature. Yeah, you're going to be bouncing all over it. Mm. Um, uh, I like that. Was an effective. That was an effective one. But John Carver... Do we see can't... underneath the trampoline, though? Does it... Like, is he yeah, just sort of just awkwardly crouching under there? So <laughs> I guess trying was, to time yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the yeah, obviously he kept the body of the first victim and kept the head of the security guard. But the bodies of the next two, um, Amy and Lonnie, I think that's right, Amy and Lonnie, um, they disappeared. They've been they've been abducted. They're gone. They've vanished. Um, and the same thing soon happens to two more of the main characters Evan and Gabby Evan what's what is this guy's he's he is like a serious douchebag um pays some there's like a young kid who he pays to do a um 
uh, it does an essay right and then does uh, an one essay. of those oh yeah one yeah. of those smart bullies well like he basically goes oh do as much essay for you and it's like she's gonna like this the teacher goes ah so guys, like she wouldn't like it any better if she'd written it herself, which basically <laughs> means he's plagiarized the teacher. But before he gets done for that, I love, 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 love again. All of the big over-the-top kills and everything like that. And then one of the things I enjoyed most in this movie is just that little scene in the classroom where they're reading things and he goes, And that is why I will never celebrate Thanksgiving ever yeah, again. Yeah, that was and good. like there's a the group of the class just giving a big round of applause. <laughs> and then he just lifts his top up to reveal incredible abs while he dabs his like eyes on his, and he's on got, his jacket. So he's, funny. Two girls with him as well, just uh, consoling him. Consoling him, yeah. Poor guy. He's living a dream, this guy. He's living the dream. Poor ripped guy. <laughs> and he's not implicated in the in the murders at all. No, this is the only see him again. That's it. Uh, amazing. There's an alternative <laughs> film just about him having the best Thanksgiving. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's like the, because of the killings of Amy and Lonnie, the, there's a football ma- a football game gets like uh, postponed. Evan and Gabby. Another great bit where he's like, well, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm going to go and play football. And it's like, you can't play by yourself. <laughs> you can't play by yourself. Well, I'm going to play try. You're great. I'm going to do every role. <laughs> Um, what? Yeah. So obviously, while the, even though there's been like a a certain amount of murders, like the towns, we're, we're still getting like the jewels scenario, aren't we? Where um, everything's kind of going on as normal. Um, still the, a parade, obviously. The owner, the parade's still happening. The owner of the store still wants it to open. I don't think he's decided yet that it's going to close. Um. So yeah, everyone's still in danger. I don't think anybody really knows. I guess in terms of motive, we know that John Carver just wants to kill everyone who's involved in that Black Friday riot for whichever reason. Did you did you um think it could have been anybody in particular at this stage? Uh well, everyone seemed too obvious. They yeah. kept sort of making it a big deal of it that, being yeah. the ex-boyfriend, the current boyfriend, the the I thought it could have been the wife at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Um so again, I was I was looking at height and all that stuff, and then I was like, oh, I'll bet they're gonna, you know, it's gonna be someone completely different, and they're just gonna gloss over the fact it's a completely different yeah. body shape or whatever. But I was um, suspecting the dad for a little bit because we never we never really go into that. We know that the that's the stepmom and the mom had previously died, but we don't talk about yeah. that. It's like, oh, has he got previous? It's gonna mm. be like a Judge Doom situation. You remember when I killed your mother? They have a big high squeaky voice. Um <laughs> I've I figured uh, it out just before. Yeah. I, 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 there was a I think I was telltale kind of, moments, but I think yeah, it was getting to a point where I was running out of like suspects, and then I thought, mm. well, in terms of the size of this person, possibly this person. Yeah. Um so yeah, Evan and Gabby disappear they're soon abducted that is when john carver tries to attack our main character jessica she managed to avoid being killed and uh legs it we get obviously a moment where she's hiding um a bunch of disembodied heads loads of disembodied heads you just hide under the table regardless when you wouldn't try and blend in with the heads (laughs) just just for aesthetics (laughs) of this film i just wanted these heads don't worry about it but you just be worried he's just gonna swim very calm as well very calm just very casual. Yeah, proper Scooby Doo hiding. About to get your head locked off. Because <laughs> the the mannequin heads. Because this is like the 
Oh, it's like like a hairdressing and makeup department of their school, right? Yeah, I guess. I so. feel like it could have only so. gone one stage further if you put on like a barber's uniform and gone right this way, sir. Your hair. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone. Oh, actually, I do need a little trim, you know. Thanksgivings. The, the pilgrim looks not in this up. year, mate. And then just tries to take the hat off and realizes it's a disguise. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, yeah, she's she's got away with that, and then this is where they go to the, the subplot. There's a big old party going on by the yeah by by Boston Q who uh, yeah selling alcohol to kids and he like yeah he sells alcohol to kids but he also does nice things aka just give his friends yeah. guns to protect them mm. um and yeah he gives them a uh well they look at enormous guns first <laughs> and then they just have a regular old size gun and he offers our main character um, a belt knife. She's our no thanks. No belt knife for me. No Chekhov. Well, the opposite of Chekhov. Whoever the opposite of Chekhov is, um, <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson's um, <laughs> belt knife doesn't come up later at all. Like it's just no. a device that, in a some would say, in a in a lesser or more straightforward and rote film, she would say. Yeah, I will take that belt knife and I'll have it on, meaning it will inevitably use that. But she goes, nah, thanks. That's a bit much for me. He's got a gun anyway. He's got a gun anyway. It's fine. Just make sure you keep the safety on because you don't want to blow your nuts off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then basically there's another character, Yulia, who is Scuba. We've got, there is a guy called Scuba. Yep. Um, because his surname is like Diver. Is that right? Something like that. Is that what they call him? That? What was it? Diving. Di- Diving, all right. Okay. Diving, so a, scoop, yeah. Bit of a stretch, know, really. That was a that was a sort of joke where I could because there was only eight people in the screening when I went. I felt everyone kind of go. Oh, yeah, not that <laughs> oh, oh God! Checking, he's engineered that nickname for himself. Yeah, he must have done. <laughs> yeah. Scuba Steve. Um, yeah. So essentially, Yulia, like her Rus- Russian dad, is like, oh, I'm just going to take you to Florida because people are getting people are getting killed in this town. So let's smart go. Smart dad. What a smart dad, but John Carver gets there first. And this is where we start to really see um, the tools at John Carver's disposal because he starts shooting people with um, tranquilizer darts, darts. Which is oh, interesting because yeah. yeah. it does go to show that, yeah, he is only killing people that are essentially on his list. Everybody yeah. else is kind of, if they're just in the way, then you tranquilizes a builder, just leaves him against the door. I assume he's fine and the dad. Yeah. Um, mm. But she, Yulia. I thought we were going to get something with the eyes because we pause on her putting her yeah. contacts in several times, right? But that was pretty mm, good, yeah. um, which is uncomfortable in itself. But then, just after we get a tiny bit of foreshadowing where she gets the ear pokers out, she ever so gently cleans her ears. Well, you know it, corn cobs in the in the brain. Corn, corn cobs in the brain. Reference, yeah, <laughs> corn cobs <laughs> in the brain, and then maybe a Susan less. Thanksgiving, he pushed onto a circular saw. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that was that was carnage, wasn't it? Because that was like someone just do something. The fact that she kind of just fell onto this saw and it was like just get worse by the second. Where's the buddy stop button? We've been to D and T lessons. They would have told us where that was straight away. Hit that. Well, I've I've seen enough of those shopping channel videos to know that there's an emergency cutoff if you if you rub a hot dog within Uh, one millimeter of those things. Come on, they just fall into the machine. And it's, you know, not this, not this thing. Yeah. Maybe John Carver has gone and ever so subtly in those few minutes where they're all tranquilized, 
he's had enough time to quickly just switch that off. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Manual override. Yeah, yeah, he's done it. <laughs> like there's literally a switch underneath it. Switch to make dangerous. <laughs> Someone switch this sword to evil. Yeah. <laughs> so she so she gets disemboweled. Yeah, um, very, gory. We're, we're, very gory. Very gory and quite yeah, tragic. They, they, don't, the way... they, they don't lean back on the um on the gore here. It's spilling out of her. Yeah. And it's quite yeah. tragic when like Steve um no, his name's not Steve, it's not Scuba Steve. It's uh when Scuba is like holding her saying, What do I do? Um, yeah, it was pretty tragic. But again, like I feel like the relationships between these characters, I don't know if I cared enough about any of them to feel that tragedy. Yeah. Whereas obviously I know I'm quoting like one of the best slasher movies in terms of like something like Scream, where when certain characters die, you definitely feel the tragedy of them being sort of taken from from their groups of friends or their family or something. But with this, it was just like a, the body count rises. Yeah. Mm. Um. Everyone is very disposable. Very disposable. Yeah. And then we've got a plan by the police to lure Carver out by having the family and everybody else participate in the Thanksgiving parade. And then, what were they saying when the float gets to the end and everyone's alone? Well, basically, go to the thing and pretend there's no one there, but actually, everyone will be there. The police, yeah. everyone. And when John Carver turns up, he'll be captured. The but second they said that one on of them. the, the second they said that one of the guys at the Black Friday um, sale in the, at the start of the film liked to dress up as the turkey mascot. I knew the second he, he said that, it. I was like, that is it. That turkey mascot is getting... As soon as I saw the turkey mascot, that's it. Um, that suit been... only had one day left to retirement. Yeah, and it, <laughs> it was Yeah, it was really going to be packed in that day. This is the last time I'm going to do this, everybody. And then you get a lovely tense scene as they drive through the streets. You see, oh, no, he's Lots got a John Carver yeah. mask on. He's got a John Carver. Good job it's not Halloween, too. You'd be crashed into by a police car and immediately exploded. But... um. He, you see all these people in a John Carver mask, and then before you know it, <laughs> fell in a clown outfit like the Joker at the start of the Dark Knight. Yeah. Just steps around the corner. It was like that. The turkey's head off. Very. It was a killer clown from outer space look as well, wasn't it? Yeah, big um, rubbery clown face, and he chops off the turkey's head. And some poor bloke who's just driving the car gets his sma- face smashed through oh, by a God, fake yeah. boat. That was brutal. So, like, his kids are next to it, next to him as well. Yeah. Just like this, goes through the back of his head, and like his nose was all <laughs> his like... nose is sideways. That's brutal. It was incredibly brutal. And I feel like this film just goes right. Here's a horrible death, and now just blood, geysers yeah. of blood. And just, it keeps like... and it keeps on it. We visit him a couple of times where his kids are screaming, getting soaked in blood, with his face <laughs> smacked like hole punched. Someone's pogged his face. <laughs> Take, <laughs> cut the center out for a little image. Is this um, pog made out of human flesh? No. It's <laughs> weird. Um, and the police are rushing the family. So the mom, uh, the stepmom, I should say, stepmoms mm. are moms, but um, <laughs> the mom, the dad, uh, the friends, everyone gets in there. But unfortunately, they just immediately all get tranquilized by the man, not John, well, yeah. John Carver, but disguised. In a third disguise. So basically, the man disguised as John Carver has now disguised himself as a clown. They all get captured, and then before we know it, the stepmom is waking up being absolutely I mean, basted and seasoned to perfection by John Carver. I mean, this is this is brutal. This almost made me. It always goes from a horror movie to like some sort of 
high stakes crime thriller in this moment. Yeah. Like the the mm. smoke grenade being thrown, like everybody panicking, and then suddenly just yeah, it was it was intense. It was intense. And there's this not, is why... there's not much uh, tonal consistency in this film. It kind of flips backwards and forwards between yeah. sort of slapstick and horrible and torture mm. porny and quite cartoony. It's uh, I, I yeah. did like that, but also you can't really keep up with which way That's it's true. going. Every scene kind of had a sort of different thing going on, didn't it? Really. Mm. Um. So yeah, the first scene we get is is with the mum waking up what's what's the mum's name is it uh jessica kathleen it's terrible because um, i remember barely anyone's name from this film because they're just who they are yeah yes um but yeah kathleen. he's like he's she she's tied up she's surrounded by vegetables he's basting her uh, she <laughs> does quite good there. gets Percy pepper <laughs> out ready works his way up we've all been there are you basting me yeah i'm just gonna pretend to be asleep if this is happening. Um, but yeah, she's quite sort of calm and collected in terms of her escape as well. She's there's a lot of like tense moments where she's hiding and bodies are kind of dropping out and, and appearing. <laughs> there's um, a poor she opens the fridge and the, oh, yeah, there's yeah. some dead people and she opens the fridge and there's a girl in a plastic bag in the fridge. Um I'll, be back. I'll come back for you, it's all right, don't worry. But she's not why did you stand there just vacantly like staring as if dead until she went to take the bottle of wine out? Just in character, well, she could she? she could have been in on it. It's the, it's the classic, uh, you know, <laughs> pretend to be a mannequin head all over again. <laughs> Just catatonic sitting there in the in the thing, yeah. giving up on Don't life. Worry, I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'll come back. Now to you've you. said I'm that. I, I trust I trust you completely. But yeah, she um, we have a bit of cat and mouse. She's hiding, but she does ultimately get captured she gets a fork thrown at her just as she gets out the door yeah and i kind of like this when somebody is sort of being kept is is being kept captive and they manage to essentially escape they get out of the front door but then nope brought straight back in um and we get to see john carver's kind of set up um he's living in um he's kind of what's he got like a mattress in the living room he's got oh, like yeah, loads, of, loads of wi-fi all his money's gone into it's like your classic equipment. gamer yeah classic gamer what what setup you got john yeah i got nine got... routers uh yeah. and then just that horrible stained mattress yeah on the I, love it. I found that in a dumpster but some I of do... those little uh hexagon color changing lights on the wall yeah nice ever um, such a good streaming setup and <laughs> commercial kitchen so yeah, and what what are you what are you eating? What are you doing to to keep energized? Well, uh, cans of Monster, obviously, but also human flesh. Yeah, regular intake of human <laughs> human flesh he's and mini. Very, ever so good at cooking it. He's given her a she's he's given the mom a lovely egg wash. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So she'll brown up in the oven, and that's as she wakes up, having been forked. Oh, she yeah. wakes she wakes up thinking, oh bloody hell, feels like her back's got four holes in it, but that's not important now. Because uh, I'm in an oven, just as he's putting it on. I mean, this, I mean, it is horrific, the fo- mm. the thought of this, but also like the scene watching her kind of slowly die, essentially, as the as the temperature of the oven goes up. But yeah, yeah this is where... What does he open the oven for? Because at first she's like, oh, please, I beg you. And he opens the oven and pops it. Oh, he puts a little thermometer in her, right? Oh, yeah, he sticks a little thermometer in her. Or is but that to release mad, the steam? Like... One or the it other. Might be. 
You should never, but, as a good baker would know, you should never open the oven halfway through cooking no. something. It's just all a recipe heat, for disaster. All the heat escapes, right? She's going to come. Yeah. She's going to. Um, she's just going to sag. Yeah, she's going to sag. That's it. Not going to get a good rise out of her. But he has. <laughs> but this is where, like John Carver, like in my head now, I'm thinking John Carver. Carver is an absolute psychopath. Terrifying. That was the point. Um, yeah. But like <laughs> that was well, that was the point. But you know what I mean? Like, hang on a minute, the, something's not right about this guy. From, from, from this, from being just like a killer, like kill, just killing people out of revenge, to suddenly mm. like this is just like twisted. I mean, it's more than twisted. Um, yeah. And it's almost like a game, isn't it? Like the act of making this a Thanksgiving meal. But then we get the tonal um, shift again, where he is quite. This is this is a bit of everything. This is a little bit. Hugo Weaving's V for Vendetta because he's doing some acting. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he shows himself to be an absolute monster in this one because he serves what is a red wine when he gets that girl out of the fridge and whacks the yeah. cork. You've chilled a red wine? <laughs> absolute monster. Disgraceful. Um, he does say he... you're going to have to let that breathe. <laughs> Come back to room temperature. Um, so yeah, he's chilled a red wine, which is one of the bully girl, well, not bully girls, girls from the other school that he's got in a yeah. in a bag. Um, he has he serves up the mom. I love his he's... fun work here because he gets. I don't know where he got a cloche that big from, but he he <laughs> he puts a big. He's got the big centerpiece of the table. All of the family who were captured wake up, um, and he goes, you know, you've really got to, you've really got to. Be thankful for you, the work that your mom has done. She's been cooking for hours. Very good. <laughs> very, very good. He's loving it. He spent he all year writing that pun. Is yeah. that, this is going to be worth it. He's like, oh, yeah. I've got to deliver this one. And then he spoils <laughs> it a little bit. He goes, right, I'm going to go around the table and say what we're thankful for. Uh, you for... And he doesn't ask him what he's thankful for. He just bashes his head in with a big old hammer. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're not effects... committed to your bit. You've forgotten immediately. The effects are good. I think that's one thing not mentioned yet, but the effects are good. And I think bludgeoning a head with a hammer, um, very reminiscent of Kill List, someone getting their head yeah. smushed with mm. a hammer. Or um, what's it called? Midsummer. That guy gets a bonk on the head in that, doesn't he? Just a harmless yes. bonk. Yeah, well, that's what he does. He, he bonks out the st- the sports playing douchebag who apparently left town. And that's the one. And he goes, you first, mate. And then he doesn't ask him what he's thankful. He just bonks him on the head with a big <laughs> hammer. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, thankfully, Boston Q did pop in towards the chat scene, the trap oh, yeah. scene rather, and go, uh, "Yeah, our main character girl, do you want to take this ring? It saved my dad's life in <laughs> in Iraq or Afghanistan, a war place." Um, he goes, "Oh, let's. Uh, it saved my dad's life in a war. Here's this ring." And he doesn't take a moment to reveal it's because it's got a knife in it, like the belt did. So for a second, I suspected Boston Q here. And I was like, is that a tracking device? Is that mm. how he's going to see through the thing? And then also we saw that this guy's got loads right, of military yeah. tech. So even yeah. though he's not shown with any I... motive, it made me suspect him for a minute. Definitely. His, his, he's, does he say, his, he obviously says his dad was in the military when he said, when he mentions that, that kind of got me suspecting him, but it was just a bit of a, a red herring, wasn't it? And it's yeah. just a bit of character character because he's not, He's not, he doesn't do anything bad. He's just a nice bloke. Well, he does sell alcohol to kids. Apart from that, though, stand up guy. It was your classic guns aren't that bad kind of character arc. 
Yeah, what you just... need is good people with guns like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. needs a gun, is there? And I'll have a bloody blunder bus, whatever that is. <laughs> oh, of course, of we got that mentioned earlier because he asks our main character, have you ever fired yeah. a gun? No, only a musket. And that rule fuck, that fucked me up che- good and proper. Chekhov's musket? Yeah, Chekhov's musket. Well, Chekhov's mus- musket mention. You don't know there's one. Chekhov's musket loading technique. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so she essentially... escapes with the ring. Um, yeah. Scuba Steve gets his arm we do, broken. We do see just before that, sorry, um, John Carver tries to feed a piece of Kathleen um, to um, the dad, Thomas Wright. Uh, and Yeah, it just looks very gross, very stringy. Makes him right poorly, Sinewy. doesn't he? Sinewy and stringy, yeah. I was a bit like, oh no. And he's throwing up, he's got like, he's obviously got a, a gag in his mouth, but he's throwing up anyway. Um yeah, it was brutal. That's the guy from at the end of Hostel as well, isn't it? That Rick Hoffman. It is. Yeah. Ah. Oh, he's the. Is he the guy that has like paid? He's like the. He's like the American the guy. Users. Yeah, the yeah. American. He's guy, an American so. guy at the end who's like, oh yeah, what did you do then? Who did you kill? Who did you batter? Um, so yeah, obviously Eli Roth, a friend of Eli Roth's. Um, yeah. yeah. So how does so Jessica pretty much escapes? They escape. He pursues them, and he does manage to bash Scoob, but um, yeah. He, he does he does bash Scoob and he breaks his arm, but he fails to catch uh you know I'm just gonna read it. Jessica. Jessica's her main character. Yeah, she jumps um, over a fence. Yeah, she she escapes from him um and rushes to see the the police. Well no, to try and get help, and then she runs to like a warehouse and she founds the sheriff knocked yeah. out and she sees her ex-boyfriend milling about in there. Thankfully the sheriff wakes up and captures him. And well, we see a moment we, we see a moment is... where Bobby has like got the mask on, got the carver mask on and he takes it off. Um the orgy of evidence that he was the murderer all along. Um yeah. seems that way. But the the police uh, the sheriff gets back up, he shoots him but but gets away. But don't worry all is safe now and we're all good. But what I was about to say on this one is I feel like they could release, like, you couldn't watch until after you've watched the film, but with a couple of characters who we don't necessarily see what happens to them, you feel yeah. like, because it, it feels like this escalates to an end point and then ends very abruptly. Um, yeah. But then I feel like there could be a little separate ways um, bonus content on this one. You could basically see the killer getting these other people in 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 hindsight, but we don't see any of that. Yeah, mm. yeah, definitely. Um, so we're at the police station. I, I mean, Everyone's I didn't. I, I definitely didn't think. Oh, it's Bobby at this point. I felt like all felt felt too convenient. Um, yeah, and I knew that some other sort of reveal was was on its way. It's got to come at you quick though, because at this point, I looked at my watch. It's like it's got only be about five minutes of this left. So hmm. the police arrive, they inform that the survivors are safe. I think, like, they say Thomas Wright, the dad, had to be, like... He's poorly, uh, but he'll be all right. <laughs> he had to be... Um, did he have to be sedated or something? Because, obviously, I guess, yeah, yeah that's what he's happens had ever such. You... He's had ever that's such... That's what happens when your wife... Been, his wife's been cooked, and then John Carver, Carver <laughs> by name, Carver by nature, it's ever such a neat slice. He's going to eat a bit of this, isn't he? 
<laughs> but this, oh, he doesn't know. I feel like it could have gone one step further and made and made him eat it. I think that would have been very effective in terms of that scene and how that scene ended. Because again, yeah, it just feels like that scene is such a setup for this scene, and it feels like it's kind of over and done with very quickly. Like, oh, they just escaped. Or it's almost disrupted, isn't it? Because like this scene is playing out, but they go, "Oh, I've escaped. See ya." <laughs> yeah, a bit frustrating. I wanted to see how it played out. I wanted to see how far he was going to take it. Um, yeah, and this is where Jessica and Newland, Sheriff Eric Newland, are chatting, um, and Jessica notices. Um, the same brambles from the fence that stuck to her also on Newton, like on it's his some, what, like his shoes. He's got like some dandelions around the legs of his trousers, doesn't he? Yeah. And then there's that like all the all the, the look out for the the mistakes. There's gonna be trouble. Caught. Yeah. Yeah. And and he, he pretty much immediately realizes that he looks down at the <sighs> at, at, dandelions on the legs. I have to kill you now, aren't I? Plants. Bloody hell. Uh, and then the film's been about meat, and then there's fucking done in by a plant. <laughs> yeah. Done in by a plant. Um, and then he and then he gives us a nice big exposition dump explaining to us why he's been doing what he did. Um, he was having an affair with Amanda, who is the wife of the guy who was working at the store at the start, Mitch, when she got scalped by a trolley. Um, she was gonna run it, she was gonna run away with him. She's gonna leave her husband and go and start a new life. Oh, with by Newland. the way, they were having by a baby. the way. They were also having a baby. Oh yes, we get we get um, a scan picture. Yeah, we get a scan yeah. picture on his orgy down. on his orgy of evidence that he has. Look at yeah. this. Pulls down so this... like a little tarp, and all of his so murder this... plans are on there. <laughs> yeah. So this was his motive to become John Carver and wait a whole bloody year and seek revenge, meticulous revenge on everybody. Um, and then what does what does Jessica say? She's well, well, he goes she's... right. I'm gonna do. I better do a murder on you now. And then before you know it. Ex boyfriend, ex machina smashes through the window. Well, she, goes, no, she was like, well, before she reveals that she'd been live streaming. Oh, yes, yeah, she was live streaming his confession. I was live streaming his confession the old time. You oh, yeah, she goes, You forgot to ask me what you're thankful for. And she's like, Oh, I, what's that then? Excellent Wi Fi service. Wonderful Wi Fi. <laughs> and, he, and he knows the benefits of having great Wi Fi service. He's, a, he's aware of that. It's all them routers he put in. So, yeah, Bobby Smack. set up. Bobby smashes through the I've window. Left this logged into my Wi-Fi. Shit. <laughs> the two of them, um, like fight off Newland. Um, I can't see. This is it. When the killer is now just a civilian, I don't know. It kind of loses a bit of its of its gloss to me. I I would have liked him to re to put the mask back on, go back into the role of John Carver. And now it's just Newland. I'm a bit like, oh come on. No, he's weaker now. Hasn't just a bloody fella. He's just a he's just a bloody fella. Um. But yeah, there's loads of, there's, there's a few good moments where Jessica obviously starts filling up a big, inf- um, not inflatable, but like, how do, how do you describe the big turkey? Well, yeah, like a big um, turkey yeah. bouncy castle. Yeah. Giant with turkey gas. Hindenburg. Yeah, why do they fill it with <laughs> flammable gas? <laughs> well, that's what we do, isn't it? I mean, before we take this big one out into the streets, we fill it with flammable gas. Should we, um, not, use, should we not use a helium? Something like No. Turbo gas. hydrogen only. Yeah. Um, and this is where we they're trying to escape in the truck, but 
Newland wraps, uh, hooks the thing around the support beam so they can't get away. He's approaching them with an axe, and then this is where um, Jessica's knowledge of using a musket to shoot a, pal- a parade balloon, which is apparently with, what she did when she was obviously, a obviously, more symbolism required. Not only yeah. the skill of the only gun she's ever fired, a parade balloon representing Thanksgiving, the holiday that this is set around, but also the little oh, yeah. locket that was about from her mom, um, who is dead from the start of the film. She said, oh, my mom gave me this. She whacks that in the musket. And then she yep. fires it and explodes him once and for all. Explodes him once and for all. Um, the turkey explodes. We don't really see necessarily what we just see him kind of like fall down or like fly, fly away. We don't see him like obliterated, do we? Um, no. Do we? No. No, because he has to come back cobweb style to be in nightmares forever. <laughs> um, yeah. So essentially, next morning, Bobby is taken away in an ambulance. Jessica reunites with everybody. And again, surprising that so many people survived. It kind of reminded me in a way of the way Scream 5, I think it was 5, yeah, kind of had established a lot of these sort of mainline characters, but most of them survived. So it does almost feel like it's got one eye on a sequel. Um, So Gabby, Ryan and Scuba, they're all alive. Um, And yeah, there's a moment where the authorities sort of describe, we couldn't find... Newland's remain, but he was definitely incinerated. There's only ash definitely in there. Incinerated. Ignore this really clear, this fireman that's conspicuously still wearing oh, a mask, yeah. walking in slow mo towards the camera. And they and they literally look at him. You wouldn't even look yeah, like, at this one. They, it's not as even as if this is in the sequel and they have clocked. Oh, remember that moment? <laughs> and it's retrospective. They're suspiciously looking <clears> at him. <throat> then you'd say. Actually, given what we've been through, do you mind just getting that fireman to take his mask off real yeah. quick in case you went in there? They'll use that you... scene in the sequel. It'll be it'll have some heavy metal music over the top and some. <laughs> yeah, but I remember that scene. Walk really slowly. Yeah, yeah, it'll be the the jigsaw music. John Kramer's at it again. So yeah, we just end with a little scene of our little dream jump scare where for some reason she's going out with a douchebag boyfriend still he's yeah. he's survived and is fine and she goes let's needed- go back then and it's just her waking up and the cupboard doors open she goes to close it and then a fiery um john carver is there and he slurps her off into the burning cupboard it's okay that's just a nightmare though Slips so off. wakes up in the morning and goes oh, actually i'm just terrible i'm just psychologically damaged by this oh well happy <laughs> thanksgiving um the end Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. And sort of weird graphics burst out of the uh, the cupboard <laughs> and just sort of go, hey, thanks for the end. Hey. And then everything's fun. Everything's anyway, enjoy fun. your turkey, everyone. <laughs> enjoy your turkey. Enjoy, enjoy your marshmallow, whatever you have with uh, yeah. sweet potatoes. Delicious. Um, and there we go. That's Thanksgiving. Done and dusted. Um, we're going to play a bit of name game now, then. Have you got some name game, Andy? Got a couple for you, Ben. Hi. Got a couple for me. Wonderful. Basically, uh, Chris, what we're going to do is describe a film very, very similar to Thanksgiving. And based on our clue, uh, with a synopsis, you have to tell us what the title of this movie is. It's going to sound very similar to Thanksgiving, based on yeah. our clue. For, for absolute clarity, this is not a an obscure film knowledge game. These are not real films. It's just a word game with rhymes. Right. Yeah, that's a good. I'm glad you're adding that now, Andy. Actually, that makes. I think we've confused a few people recently. Yeah. Okay. So the um, synopsis is: after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth, Massachusetts. Yeah. 
So my first one then will be after a um, MotoGP-based riot, um, a small island, a small island is terrorized by a murderer dressed as a cat, but a special type of cat with no tail. Manxgiving. Manxgiving, very good. Manxgiving. <laughs> I had absolutely no idea what that was, Andy. Well done. That's good. Yeah. Um, okay. So mine is <laughs> after a Black Friday riot ends in tra- tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving inspired killer terrorizes Plymouth because he's actually sick to death of a certain famous Hollywood actor, Tom, named Tom, telling lies. He's sick to death of it. Oh, he's going to kill everyone for it. Hank's fibbing. Hank's fibbing, correct. Yep. Oh, nice. Oh, I was just going to go straight with Hank's giving, but there was more to it. There's yeah. more to it. Sometimes there's more to it, sometimes there's less. There's not yeah. always. Uh, another one that's got less to it, but after a, after a terrible uh, thanks, no, not Thanksgiving, after a terrible Black Friday riot where his, his good arm is terribly damaged, a uh, a man having recovered and gained a special skill as a result goes round and is thankful actually for his experience. So wants to share the gift. So goes round the town giving everybody wristies. Oh, wanksgiving! Wanksgiving, very good. Giving everybody <laughs> wristies. That was the most complicated convoluted <laughs> version of wanks given ever i was like where's this going but you just have to otherwise it's off. just otherwise it's just crude isn't it you can't There's say a bloke and you he can't say gives... the rhyme in the clue <laughs> gives everyone... you can't say ever... slept off in the fiery cupboard it makes it too obvious <laughs> yeah um yeah oh, yeah wanks giving yeah wanks giving nice 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 okay, okay. um after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer um, begins making a making <laughs> God making a table of his favorite days of the week. Uh, yeah, making a table of oh, his favorite. <laughs> um... Maybe maybe not necessarily his favorite days of the week. Maybe just his favorite days of. Of of the year of his whole of a whole year of his life, he makes a table of his favorite days of a whole year of his life. Oh, like a t- like a table, not like a piece of furniture. Yeah, like a table. Okay, one, I thought okay. One, okay. one to Thanksgiving. Ne- nearly is every day. Ranks. Every day of his every day that he's ranks living. Ranks living. That he ranks living. Friday the twenty first of November was great. <laughs> that was a that was top. That was a top ten. That day. was a top day. I've got some in the relegation zone. These are terrible days. This is I when, was too this fixated is... on furniture. Yeah, this is when this is when <laughs> a guy went. The, like, Table. the best day was when that guy went round giving everyone a hand job. That was a fantastic <laughs> that <would> day. Be... <laughs> if that's that was the serial best. killers you're dealing be with, be that next year. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the sequel. Wang's giving two colon beat that. Yeah. Any more, right. Andy? No, 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 no more. I've, no like, more. No, I got no, one no, more. more. I got one more. This is surprising. Okay, after a Black Friday riot ends in tragedy, a mysterious Thanksgiving-inspired killer just has a lovely dinner with everybody involved, um, and his task of the dinner is oh, he sets a task for everybody at the dinner. Sorry to 
Okay, I start describing these and I just can't go, I don't know where to go with it. To give everyone some <laughs> military equipment. Uh he uses a, a a particular kitchen utensil to drain water from the vegetables. Everyone's got to do that. Come on, everybody do it. All of you American people, get involved with Thanksgiving and drain the water from the vegetables using this kitchen utensil. Thanks. American people tank things. Yanks sieving. Yanks sieving. Correct. <laughs> now I feel then, like, what I need you're, to like do... the red, you're like the red wine guy now because a sieve is for making sure the finest particles get through. Use a colander to drain the water. <laughs> oh, no. Absolute uh, heathen. Uh, f- but I feel like. <laughs> this party is over. Everyone out. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Take your chilled red wine elsewhere, Ben. <laughs> This podcast was great until the guy got confused between colanders and sieves, and then you've lost the listener, unfortunately. Ben's going to have to do a, an iPhone notes apology. I know when you listen to the Horror Hangout podcast, you expect a certain standard. My mistake last night of getting two kitchen utensils, which are, you know, arguably very similar wrong, was very unacceptable. Similar. It's not what I expect or what I, you should expect. So you sorry. have been affected by any kitchen inaccuracies <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> Loads okay. of complaints about that. Absolutely zero about wanks giving <laughs> and slurping off. Um, okay, so now we've got to rate the movie rank A to F. Pluses and minuses are allowed. Rate good or rate bad? How would you like to rate Thanksgiving, Chris? I am gonna go uh, solid B. I nice. assuming nice. we're going with the standard A is good, yeah. F is not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We're not, yeah, we're not we're not crazy. Uh <laughs> uh B. I thought it was very enjoyable. I think in some places it was a bit too used its cheesiness to get out of kind of exploring some characters or exploring some heavier uh dialogue or some more interesting mm. story points. But for what it was, it was very good fun, it was very gory. Funny in places, creepy in others, uh, mm. did what it set out to do. And um, yeah, it, it won one of Eli Roth's better films, I think. Nice. Yeah, I think it definitely is one of Eli. Oh, yeah, I was trying to think about how it compares to the rest. And I think it is one of the best. Um, yeah, tonally, it is a bit all over the place, but I think I can forgive it for that. Um Great kills. I think I think it's kind of what you want from a slasher movie, isn't it? Where mm. you want the kills to be more and more over the top and gory and ridiculous. Um, as as I often feel like with a lot of whodunit slashers, it always kind of falls apart for me a little bit when the killer is revealed, because I'm always a bit like, ah, oh, really? Is it just you and you're just getting revenge for reason A? I mean, I get it, but um, this was it was pretty nuts. John Carver was going full um. Uh, cannibal. Well, no, he, well, he didn't drink any of the wine, did he? he didn't drink any of the blood. Nah. Didn't eat. Didn't eat any of the flesh. He was just he just did it for gross out factor. He's just like a little boy with some slime from Nickelodeon, going way and like you know, frightening <laughs> yeah. people. So, exactly with plastic like that, spiders. Yeah. So, and I think after discussing it, I'm probably gonna go for a B minus, just because some of the elements, perhaps, that when now we've discussed them in detail today, I'm a bit like ah, they could have done it slightly differently but overall i think a very enjoyable um seasonal slasher definitely andy uh for me i'm gonna join chris on a b you know yeah like not perfect by all means um you know 
I think you really struggle. And I know I've had 20 years to remember these names and find them, but like, I feel like I came out of Scream the first time. I know Sydney is, I know Gail Weathers is, I know what they're all about. I know those characters. I know Deputy mm. Dewey. I know all of them, all your big hitters. No Cotton Weary, even, even him, even Sydney's dad, him, dad. Um, whereas this one, I, I've had the IMDb in front of me and I've had to pull up a couple of times. I don't, yeah. I know the characters. I think they're, you know, there are some good, there's some good horror scream acting behind them, but the characters didn't engage enough, probably because there were so many and we got two minutes with, with each of them and you never have a cause to remember their names. But mm. it's a good slasher, memorable kills. I like how hard it goes and how, how much it leans into, oh, we didn't touch on it, practical effects work largely and doing some doing some fun doing some really fun over the top kills i like that it leaned into the holiday rather than just being uh you know what i killed this person with an axe or a knife it just happens to be there is a this holiday decorations or if it was leaning into the holiday about it uh we mentioned founders day i think a lovely pairing with that if you ever fancy a double bill of a of a new slasher yeah, definitely i feel like you know you're getting lots of good modern options you could build an entire slasher calendar um to set you set you a full year so yeah lots to enjoy i would recommend um if you haven't listened to this and just absorbed the spoilers or bearing in mind it's not an episode of agatha christie's Hercule poirot you could probably still enjoy this without having with even with it being spoiled for you if you haven't watched it i think it's worth a go i think it's interesting i think you'll have fun with it doesn't take itself too seriously and again some no. good iconic kills awesome wonderful there we go uh thanks for joining us chris where can our listeners find uh your stuff online social links of course we will put everything in the show notes as well uh yeah so pretty much everything is at big fat cult so uh tiktok is my main platform but also on youtube instagram uh sporadically dabble around x and um but yeah mostly tiktok uh and uh youtube uh as big fat cult awesome nice. amazing uh yeah and thanks everybody for listening if you enjoyed the show become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout thanks to all of our patrons and there Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or a review. We're on Twitter, X, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. Just search Horror Hangout Podcast. You'll find us. Next week, we're covering Dead Silence with M, a.k.a. Jigsaw Killer, joining us as a guest. Don't think she's the actual Jigsaw Killer. Oh, she if she be. was, she'd be yeah. watching this. She'd have loads plot of people. Plot twist. Yeah. Plot twist. And yeah, I've got lots that, of... Maybe. He has got lots of what's it called? Um, apprentices. She could be one of them. Loads of apprentices. Too many, I say. Uh, there we go. That was Thanksgiving. Thanks so much for joining us, Chris. It's been a blast. Thank you very much. It's yeah, been a pleasure. We're very thankful, Chris, for you being joining us. We're incredibly <laughs> thankful. The spirit of the season. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, it was great. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy your turkey, American friends. I mean, enjoy turkey if you're eating it wherever you are in the world, but, you know, seasonally yeah. to our American friends. Don't eat human flesh. Bye-bye now. Unless it's an emergency. In that case, you've got to do what you've got to do. Survival's important. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.